Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Welcome to the Uncooperative Radio Show with Brian Bonner. The finest uncooperative conservative radio on the net. Kicking down the walls, blowing away the smoke screens. You cockroaches, and you know who you are. You can run, but you can't hide. Brian Bonner stands for truth, justice, and the American way. Enemies of America, foreign and domestic, consider yourself on notice. Uncooperative Radio is coming for you. Okay, and welcome to the Uncooperative Radio Show. I'm your host, Brian Bonner from uncooperativeblogger.com. You're listening on uncooperativeradio.com. And I'm here with my lovely wife and producer, Susan. Say hello, Susan. Hello, American Patriots. All right, what are you talking about tonight? Well, we're going to talk about a lot of things, but we're going to start the show with the Pledge of Allegiance, then the Looney Tunes Global Warming Report, what is Planned Parenthood up to now, states' rights meets regulations suck, and who was George Washington Carver if we get to it. And if we don't get to him, we're going to do it next show because it's very important. Um, that we highlight somebody from history. I want to try to do that in this new year, Brian, every show if we can. <clears throat> okay. Because nobody knows our history. Well, we know that. That's why we both do history shows. Right. But do you want to talk about this, the, before we say the pledge, the uh, phone situation? Not really, but <laughs> I really don't. Anyway, my phone went dead December 20th. If you don't know, we use our phones alternating for the internet as a hotspot because that's because we can. So when that went down, we would have normally lost half our data, but they went to unlimited data, thankfully. So, I mean, not even no asterisks and none of that, just unlimited high-speed data. So at least we got one phone, and so we're doing the show on the one phone. But I just brought up a – I had a phone here that – they sent me a SIM card for it. It was the wrong one. Straight talk. So, uh, get on the phone with Straight Talk after two or three days with them. Turns out the first person activated did something wrong and destroyed the, the SIM. At least that's their contention. I said, "Really, the second SIM, same phone?" I say, it's, "I say it's the phone." I'm just doing that to make them send me a new phone, but. That that's going to take like a month to turn around just to get a new phone from them because I got to send the, mine in. They have to get it, bring it back. I have to go down to town to get it, and I only go down, Susan only goes down to town twice a month, sometimes less. So, yeah, I, I'm I am currently still without a phone, which up here on the mountain is not a good idea. And it's all their fault. So I'm looking for a new phone that isn't a straight talk phone because, oh, yeah, this was a Samsung straight talk phone. And this is what causes all the problems. If it was a BOP, it wouldn't have been a problem. 
But it was it, back in the day when I was trying out CDMA up here and testing the signals out, and I had the, I still had this phone I never used that they sent me. So I decided to use it. But now I can't. Just well, because I hate CDMA anyway. Uh, so I'm, I'm online looking for a phone. Yeah, but the problem was that every single time you talked to these people, it was a three-hour ordeal. Yes, it's true. They kept, like, bumping him up and bumping him up. And then at one point, there was one of the supervisors just, like, hung up on him and bumped him back to the person that was bumping him up to that supervisor. It was beyond the pale. Right, and since Susan just gave up, we won't. she won't be going down for two weeks. But at least I can have a phone down there in two weeks. I could have it down there in two days, two business days, but we won't be there, so that's kind of... Silly. So I will be without a phone till Susan goes down and comes up again. What a mess. I have backup phones for this purpose. Backup phones seem to be useless. Unless you just want to, you know, not use data and all that. Just text. Just talk. I mean, you want to pay for that? That's great. But I'm not paying $56 a month to talk on a phone. All right, time for the pledge. Patriots, hand of a heart, face a flag. You don't have a flag, get a flag, or make one. I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America and to the republic for which it stands, one nation, under God, indivisible, with liberty and justice for all. I hope you liked our special Halloween show where you got to hear about the roots and what what is money what is currency you got to learn about economics you got to learn about how red skelton loves the pledge it was a very it was an excellent hour of material it was a holiday show not a halloween show i said christmas show no you didn't you said halloween i said christmas i hope you enjoyed our christmas show why would i be talking about halloween that was a long time ago All right, so what do we start off with here? Oh, it's the Looney Tooney Global Warming Report. We really do need to get an intro for that. Got to think about it. From Breitbart. MSLSD climate activist Bill Nye warned... He, first of all, he has a climate... He doesn't know anything about science. He's not a real scientist. He has no, no degree in science. He was no. an actor. So all he is is an actor. Now he's just a regular person who's an activist from the Looney Tune left coast. And there you have it. Well, Bill Nye warned conservatives to watch out. Saying progressive blue states will address climate change on their own. Oh, no, they cannot. Oh, no, they cannot. They cannot address. You cannot go into any agreements with any foreign power right in the Constitution, Article 1. Period. Can't do it. They've been to it. They're not allowed to borrow. They're all in debt. So there you go. It's clear in the Constitution that the states are not allowed to admit bills of credit. Because they're not allowed to go into credit. That's not for you. That's for the national government, not for the states and local governments. You are not allowed to borrow. Dress it on your own. Oh, boy. Good luck with that. Now, I said only 40% of the people in the U.S. think that Congress should be addressing this. And that's because certain conservative groups, especially from the fossil fuel industry, have been very successful in introducing the idea that scientific uncertainty 
plus or minus 2% is the same as plus or minus 100%. I'm sorry. Who tell, who says that the scientific uncertainty is plus or minus 2%? You know, drugs, it's absolutely been, been exposed as a giant lie. That's what climate change, man-made climate change is, a giant lie. Global warming isn't happening. We're not in a warming trend. We're in a cooling trend. Watch it. Wait for it. It's like Trump. Wait for it. Uh, it's all cyclical. Nature works on its own. It doesn't listen to us. It's more important than we are, and it is kind of haughty for us to think we have that much effect on the climate. Now, enough is enough. We have cleaned up a billion times more than during the Industrial Age. There's no way we got at more pollution than during the Industrial Age. Okay? No. I'm not buying it. And why was medieval times warmer than now? Sorry. Not buying it. Uh, computer models. Let me explain computer models to you. They suck. S- crap in, crap out. You can make a computer model say anything you want. It's crap. You would have to get someone in there to go through the programming of that to prove that they're using it as a political tool, which, of course, they are. Plus or minus, where does he get this? Where do, you know, where should left-wing kooks get their numbers from? I think plus or minus 2%. Are you about who believes it does? Is that what you're trying to state? Plus or minus 2% of the poll? You didn't add in the plus or minus for the polls, sir. Not only the percentage that didn't vote, but also... Well, there's no talking to him anyway. He is a complete lunatic. He continued, there's a lot of emphasis from conservatives on what are writ large state rights. Just watch out, conservative. State rights include California, Illinois, New York, these places that where people voted in a progressive fashion... Watch out if all those places start to address climate change and then impose economic sanctions either overtly or by default on places that have not embraced the work that needs to be done. Then you'll end up with the states' rights working the other way. Let me explain this again. There is states' rights. Of course there is. Read the Ninth and Tenth Amendments. He doesn't know what the hell he's talking about, though. If New York, Illinois, and California want to address that internally somehow, not in conjunction with any agreements with foreign entities, well, okay, they could do that. Now, sanctions, however, in other cities that don't, no, they can They don't have the power to put sanctions on other states. That is, that's not in their power. That is not under the state sovereignty issue. You can't. That that is what the Commerce Clause is really about. You are not allowed to play trade among the states, and that's exactly what they're trying to do. They're not allowed to put tariffs on other states' goods. It's Article One, for God's sakes. Read the damn Constitution, because this is plain. That's Article Eight, Nine, and Ten. Those are easy ones to understand. This being under Nine, as in no, they're not allowed to do it. But. They'll do it anyway, because nobody enforces the Constitution. What a, what a radical idea that would be. And it's not state rights, it's state sovereignty, peon. He added, we've got to remind people that we're all in this together. No, we're not. The people I think about all the time are what are eloquently stated as the hillbillies. We want to engage everybody. you got to first... Call people hillbilly and, and then expect people to work with you. That that's brilliant. That was a derogatory term put on the people of, of the hills of West Virginia, uh, the Smoky Mountains, etc. When uh, you know they were dirt poor, barefoot, uh, and no education. 
because they were poor and blah, 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 blah. Well, they, they made a mockery of them in the comics in the Northeast, and they called them hillbillies and constantly berated them as ridiculously stupid, low IQ, inbred, blah, 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 the knuckle-dragging, blah, 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 blah. So you might not want to use that term, sir, since you people are so tripping over yourself about political correctness. I personally don't give a crap. Well, you know, and I'm, I'm glad today when I was listening to Mark Levin, he brought this up. People like him... People like psychiatrists, anyone that's on the on that is a prog, that's what they think we are. They think we're stupid, knuckle dragging idiots. Right, six pack drinking flyover states. They really, really, really do not know the people of these United States. Worse, they don't respect the people of the United Although States. Although they have no respect for us whatsoever. But we didn't do it to ourselves. We didn't enforce the Constitution. Now we're kind of a laughing stock. We didn't put them in jail. We should have just enforced the Constitution every time they tried to pass an unconstitutional bill, or did. It should have been whacked down by the states. If the if the president wasn't a, a party hack and would actually enforce the Constitution, veto it. You you could veto every bill that comes out of Congress. Every bill that comes out of con- Congress is unconstitutional. Wonder why? It's not the bill. It's it's the add-ons. It's the pork. That's the unconstitutional. Those are the unconstitutional things. That are, there's other ones in the regular bills, but every bill has this pork on it, and pork is unconstitutional. End of conversation. I don't I care. They're not allowed to do it. That's all. Simple. Uh, so we want to engage everybody. Not working to address climate change is in no one's best interest. It's in everyone's best interest in this country because if we address it, we will destroy our economy, and we're just starting to get it back. I say we take these lunatics and ship them someplace. <laughs> Find an island. Send them they, to Samoa. <laughs> yeah, or, or the atoll. <laughs> or Champagne. We were talking about where all the Chinese are. Well, they could go babies. join the guy on that, uh, that, that abandoned platform out in the middle of nowhere and created his own country. Go there. They wouldn't take you. <laughs> uh, a couple of times you mentioned that I'm against the president and so on. I'm not especially against the president. I just think he's gotten himself surrounded by people who are willing to mortgage the future to let the people who are coming into the workforce now pay for the future. No, you're going to, you're trying to do that. Yep, it's projection, Brian. They do it all the time. And you're not. You're trying to literally kill, kill our economy so they can redistribute wealth to all these poor third world countries. You know what? Send all your money to the treasury. You don't deserve to have it. You're too stupid to have money. So send all your money because you want to. You say rich. You say, "Well, we're rich. Taxes, taxes." Okay, send it in. There doesn't have to be a tax. You could just send it to the treasury. Yes, you can. Make a phone call. You can. Go Anytime online. you like. Go online. Send them billions you. of dollars. Send them every penny you have so that you can now act like Francis of Assisi and be poor and go out and. And beg for your meals. I'd like to see that happen, especially to Google. You know, and that's and that cracks me up as well because I was just uh, looking at a headline today, and I forget what idiot was saying it, but uh, they were criticizing this new tax cut because they said it's going to hurt Hollywood. Really, Hollywood? Don't, I don't you give don't a want, crap with Hollywood. Yeah, but don't, Hollywood. aren't they always complaining that they, we don't have enough services and you have to give to the poor and you? What the hell? Well, but not, it looks, Susan, if they all know they could write a check, I know they're they not do. doing it. They want, they want the government us. to force us, us to pay taxes. 
Force, force, force. That's what they want. It's all a political game. Oh, yeah, taxes, taxes. They're not going to get taxed. They know that. Uh, the taxes, the tax went way down. I don't know what it's finally settled at, but there was at least, uh, it at least went down on the upper. It should have went down a lot more, in my opinion, and maybe it did. Because this was earlier knowledge of people making amendments. And instead of going down, it's what I said they should go down to into the 20s. They had it went from 39 to 37, which is not an impressive tax cut. Look, Andrew Mellon, Coolidge, and Harding all proved this to be true. It's not called trickle-down economics. Smack yourself in the head for thinking that thought. Stop letting other people put labels on things. It is not trickle-down It's supply-side economics. And that is proven historically to work. Whereas the crap we're doing doesn't, right? It, it, it didn't work. We lost industries, jobs, everything. How come the left isn't more worried about people being unemployed as they are of man-made climate change? Because the guy that came up with the IPCC in the UN, the creator of that climate change bureaucracy, said that he hoped this would bring one world global, one world global government. He didn't say anything about hoping to straighten out the climate because it has nothing to do with the climate and everything to do with your liberty. And the United States of America is a giant thorn in the globalist side, and they're tired of it, and they want us crushed and done. Good luck. We're America. We're more resilient than that. As much as you halfway castrated us here in this country, we still got more balls than you do over in Europe. Learn to defend yourselves, your family, your neighborhood, your property. Don't don't be f- afraid to unhinge. Oh, you're afraid of you going to jail? Well, so let them rape your wife then and watch so you, you don't have to go to jail. Because if you were to stop the rape, you know they'd probably throw you in jail over there because that's, that's, that's stupid. Yeah, we watched a really hor- horrific video from... Um some European and compiled it about all different things that are going in, on in the different European countries that you're not knowing. You have no clue what the heck is going on. We were like news, dumbfounded. Because there's a news blackout over there for us and there's a news blackout over here for them. So we kind of go back. We, we go to them and they come to us. Well, they, they come to us for their news because they're not getting it. They're not getting our news over there. So we're kind of going across each other to try and get the news because it's not blacked out over here, but it's blacked out over there. So you can find sites over here talking about what's going on over there, but you can't, you can't find places over there talking about what's going on over there. You see what I'm saying? And the same thing is here. They don't, we, we, we don't know what's going on. So okay, they have to tell us over there and it's weird because they stop by the way. Because all Prague stick together, and you know your countries over there in Europe are giant progressive hole in the grounds, right? Uh, so yeah, they didn't want to, they don't want to, no, they don't want us reporting on this because it's not good. Wait till you read the rest of this article. I don't even know this guy's going off the deep end. What the heck? Read it. I when I read it, I said, where where did this even come from? I didn't even finish reading this article. I know. So I have to wait. Oh, what is this so bright? Oh. Much better. All right, where were we on this stupid story? Um, he's saying about he said about the workforce now pay for the future. Right. If this is true, not just with regard to the national debt, which will almost certainly increase the same way it tripled under the beloved Ronald Reagan. It did not. I don't know tri- what the hell is he talking. 
talking about? This is all left-wing progressive talking points. The debt did not triple under Reagan. Are you crazy? He cut. He cut the budget. These guys are out of their mind. The money that came rolling into the coffers because of a supply-side economics, he didn't do it as good as Coolidge and Hardy did, but he did it, and it worked. More money came into the tax coffers from rich people after they lowered the taxes on rich people. I know it's not a pure math thing. That's what you don't get. They're all trying to say, well, your tax cut, that means you need to find more revenue. No, it doesn't. Tax cut creates revenue. Doofus. On the, on the direct side is supply side economics. The, the company's got to get this money to invest. They don't, they don't sit on their money. They invest or they may hire more people. But that's how they get rid of the whole Obamacare, which is supposedly getting rid of the whole mandate in here. Uh, because that gets annoying employ- of employment. They can't afford to pay for the insurance on all their employees so that, that nobody gets it. This is, you know... The nonsense has got to stop. You can't stop calling these people out on the mat. For That means you have to understand and you have to know and you have to learn and you have to educate yourself so that you can educate them. Because they probably won't listen to you anyway, most of them, but here and there you can make some breakthroughs. Might suggest that they all get the free a free ebook. do a search for it. Uh, Mises, Ludwig von Mises is the author, called Socialism. Read that book and then when you're done, go and give it to your your most progressive friend. And only if he says he's going to read it and you're going to have to test him by asking him questions to make sure they read it because I'm going to tell you, no matter who reads that book, they're going to be done with socialism. Except lunatics. Crazy people don't count. So it actually did not triple. It went down under Reagan. Actually, that went down under Reagan. You can look this up. This is all in the archives. This is, see, call them out. This is fake news, and this is how you catch them. You know more than they do. I just don't understand how he goes from climate change to the, the debt. <laughs> These people because are he's, saying... he's saying conservatives constantly make the future pay for the present. That's his argument. Wow. No, conservatives want to lower taxes. It's you Democrats that want to raise taxes. Better thinking, oh, because that's how you pay for it, really? Raise taxes, raise taxes, raise taxes. Whole time under Obama, you can do whatever you want. Whole time on the bottom, what happened? Debt, 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 and Reagan didn't triple it, and he doubled it, and that's a real fact. Well, it's like that caller that we were listening to today that did call into the Mark Levin show and said that Obama's unemployment rate went down significantly while he was in office. What is he insane? He literally said Obama's employment rate went up, and the unemployment went down significantly. No, it didn't. It never did. <laughs> they, they, on the the way they're saying this administration is doing it, is not. They're doing it the opposite way. Under the Obama administration, yes, you didn't count people fall fall off in rows. You nope. don't count this. You don't count anything they to make the numbers smaller. Right. You had no idea how no. bad the unemployment was, except if you paid attention to how many people have are out of work in the, the statistics the government has, not just. Getting unemployment have fall have used up the unemployment, fallen off, and is still not employed or underemployed. All these games happen under Obama, and this idiot should know that, and he probably does. He's just a hack, the lying piece of crap hack that wants to put you under his jack boot. That's what he wants, and spready lies. 
Don't be a, oh, he didn't, he didn't lower the deficit. Yes, he did. Not only that, he saved us billions of dollars and people, people removed, offices closed, consolidated, getting rid of the waste. Most all of that up there is unconstitutional. He could feel free to get rid of all of it. Now through that, he's going to bring, help bring down the deficit. The deficit is not debt. This is how they confuse you. The deficit is, I have a $3.2 trillion budget, but only $2 trillion is coming into the coffers. So, you, come on, uh, uh, common core kids. <laughs> common core kids. Common what core what is what is 3.2 trillion minus 2 trillion? Do, 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 Time's up. That would leave one point two trillion dollars, and that is what a that is what the deficit is—the amount of money they spend over the amount that's brought into the tax coffers. That is deficit. Debt is what cumulative deficits have given us, which is over twenty trillion dollars. My God, I freaked out at ten trillion. Uh, so it tripled on the beloved Ronald Reagan. Not only will that national debt increase, the national debt's going to increase because it's his first term. And by the way, the president doesn't actually make the budget. The House of Representatives does. It wasn't until under Tommy the Commie, Woodrow Wilson, and progressive crones that they've, they decided, oh, just tell us what you need for the, uh, the national government and uh, we'll give it to you. This way we don't have to sit around and figure it out. But there's no obligation to follow the suggestion budget that is sent, and they never do uh, completely. But so that's the difference between debt and deficit. Debt is driven by deficit spending. Deficit has nothing to do with debt. Deficits create debt, but it's not debt. Did I explain that clear enough? Because I know they've got everyone confused, because when I started down this road, I was like, what? Yeah, they really did have. They do have everybody confused. They really do. All right, so uh, you gonna finish it out? Yes, I am. Uh, but the climate debt, in a sense, what we have to do to address climate change is be more and more difficult to pay back or pay down. I have a question for you. Why do you just keep saying climate change? Climate change is all the time. Yes, it does. It's man-made climate change that you're supposedly concerned with. And they don't say we it anymore. We want the climate to change. If the climate stops changing, something is very wrong. And that, then we have a real problem. But you notice they're not saying man-made climate change. They will not say those words. Well, climate change happens. Climate changes. Well, because they were saying man-made global warming and we shot them down, so they had to get rid of it. Oh, they still say global warming. They're no, not man-made. Made, right. Well, they never did, actually. <laughs> they did. They'd always know that came in climate change. Global warming was the first label they used. Not man-made, just global warming. Caused caused by a man in CO2 and blah, blah, blah. Uh, but, you know, when they search to climate change, you have to have man-made. Because that's I do, because I don't want to hear, so you don't believe climate changes? Yes, I do. Yes, we're not climate change deniers. That would be that would be catching me in a mistake, but you didn't because I didn't make that mistake. That's the point. 
this is junk science. Climate changes. Climate's going to change. Go back in history. Look at the climate yourself. Buy a good book on it. So you can understand exactly what they're doing, why they're doing it, and how wrong they are. So you can make your own debates and discussions. Look for free ebooks. That's usually what I do for stuff. Or papers online, stuff like that. Anyway, I have to go to a break. So I have a cooperative radio show. You stay tuned, because we'll be right back. idea. Do you have an idea for a new product or a phone app? Well, now is the time to make your idea a priority. Get it off the ground fast and call Davison. We have over 25 years experience helping big idea thinkers like you turn your ideas into products and apps that are found in retail stores and online. It's simple to get started. Call now and ask for our free big idea starter guide. We'll show you how to get started and protect your idea and show you the steps to get your killer idea in front of a corporation that can help you grow your dream. Dream big and be big. Call Davidson now for your free big idea starter guide. Davidson charges fees for services. 800-213-9257-800-213-9257-800-213-9257. If you're struggling to pay or haven't been making your student loan payments, listen carefully to this urgent alert. Have you been out of school for 10 or more years and you're still making your student loan payments? Are your student loans past due or even in default? Can't go back to school because of an old student loan problem? We can help you if you qualify. Your student loans can be taken out of default. We can stop the wage garnishments, stop the collection calls, and stop the seizure of your tax refund. Give yourself a break. Stop the stress and see if we can help you reduce your student loan payments. One quick 10-minute call could solve them right now. So call the Student Loan Helpline now. 800-215-6813 800-215-6813 This is a fee-based document preparation service to help you access free government programs. Call for complete details not available in all states. What is term life insurance? It's basically a financial protection plan for your family if you pass away. It can be a hard purchase. Think about it. It's one of the few major purchases you can make that you will personally never use. But you've got to have it to protect your family. And you owe it to yourself to shop and compare to get the best possible rates. For term life insurance policies of $500,000 or more, call the term lifeline today at 800-430-1891. 800-430-1891. See if you qualify for up to $1 million in coverage for as little as $3 a day. We'll gladly compare multiple carriers to get you the best possible rates. So call now. 800-430-1891. 
Sample rates cited requires qualifying medically in the preferred non-tobacco rate class. Nobody wants to get ripped off, broken into, or robbed, but nobody wants to pay a lot of money to have their home protected either. I've got an offer to tell you about to provide home security for your home for a simple rate as low as $19.99 a month. For real, with no installation or equipment charges. And this is from a company rated number one by a leading consumer research company. According to the facts, most of you won't even call unless there's a burglary in your neighborhood or something bad happens. So let's give you a reason. Save money. For as low as $19.99 a month with no other costs, you can get your home secured. Plus, get a lifetime equipment replacement warranty. You need protection for your home. Call the Home Security Hotline right now. 800-218-9520. Call now. That's 800-218-9520. Hey there. Did you know that with a bachelor's degree, on average, you could make almost twice as much over a lifetime than a person with just a high school diploma? It's true. According to the 2012 U.S. Census Bureau, college grads with a bachelor's degree make almost twice as much as high school grads. Now, going back to school is easier than ever at Independence University. Log on and complete coursework from the park or the beach or even your couch watching the kids. And Independence University gives you the tools, a free tablet and laptop for undergrad students to use and keep when they graduate. That's right. Get a laptop so you can go to college from anywhere. Take the first step to a new career in business, information technology, healthcare, or graphic arts. Call to find the online degree program that's right for you, and you could be on your way to increasing your earning potential. 800-797-1256. 800-797-1256. That's 800-797-1256. Radio show, our half of one. All right, first off, I'd like to thank everybody that donated to the cause to save our rescue truck for the mountain. I really, really, really are appreciate it. And we're kind of taken aback by it. Uh, at humbled least I am. by it. Huh? <laughs> I'm humbled by it. I just, you know, it just I never thought anyone would give me anything. And, and it just shows that how great the United States of America is. Oh, yeah, and despite the fact that the people that did donate in the GoFundMe site, uh, because they use WePay, which is obviously a progressive group of people. <clears throat> I don't know why this is not louder. Uh, anyway, so what happened is they said, we can no longer support your business. I'm like, what the hell are they talking about? It's a donation. Don't touch that, please. <laughs> Donation for to fix the rescue truck, which has been broken for a year because we have no extra income to Two get it years. fixed. Two years. Make up your mind. You confuse me. Two years. All right. Two years. Going on three. <laughs> Going on three. But anyway, yes. Yeah, so they're progs. Anyway, yeah. They they froze up all the funds. Uh, I only got a part of it out before they froze it and did their thing. And then supposedly now they get back to me and say, oh, you, we fixed your site. You could take, after making me answer a bunch of questions, 
uh, so that I could take donations again. I'm like, great. I still can't withdraw the money that's already there. So my apologies to those that have donated and didn't get your money back from we pay, we pay because that's what they said they were going to do was refund all the money and close my account. Uh, so other the people that donated there found other ways to donate. Paid me through Facebook. I didn't even know Facebook had that option, but there is. You can send money to people on Facebook. Yeah, my laundry lady knew right away. And the good thing is that's free. Unlike GoFundMe, which takes 20% between we pay and GoFundMe, 20% of what you give goes to them. So just to let you know, you might want to start using that Facebook pay to help people out instead of using these sites that are going to charge you money. Make it a Facebook campaign instead of a GoFundMe campaign. Anyway. We're going to move along to more crappy science. No, you were going to talk about the commercials we just paid, uh, played. Sorry, I got pay on my mind. Okay. You hear paid commercials on, on our show. We do have them. We try to pick ones that we think you'd like. However, we do not get paid to air them. We only get paid if you call the number in the ad. So please write down the number in the ad when you hear it, because if you get to it on your own, we won't get paid. The ad company won't get paid. That's not good for anybody. Not the future of internet radio for sure. So please jot down the number in the ad. Even if you're mildly interested, jot down the number in the ad. Because again, it is not my job to sell the product. It's my job to get you to call the number. It's their job to get you to sell the product. If you call the number, and you don't buy, I still get paid. So don't worry about that. And I'm not telling you to go out because just to make it up to send me money. No, no, no. We don't do stuff like that. It's just if you're at all interested. Because who knows? Maybe when you call them, they can convince you and you may want to buy it. I don't, you don't know. So uh, now get, sometimes give them a shot if you're at all, if you all think it might even possibly be something you'd like to buy or purchase or get involved with, etc. All right. That's enough of that. Commercial, commercial stuff. From Scientific American. Women have long surpassed men in the arena of environmental action. That's just because women are more emotional than men and act on those emotions. And that's why they do stupid things like this. Across age groups and countries, females tend to live a more eco-friendly lifestyle compared to men. Women litter less, recycle more, and leave a smaller carbon footprint. Some researchers have suggested that personality differences, such as women's prioritization of altruism, may help to explain this gender gap in green behavior. No, and it's not. And I'm glad that I it's found a mental this. gap. It, look, Brian, you know why? <laughs> you know why? Because more most women are homemakers. So they're trying to figure out ways to reuse something so they don't have to spend money. That is a good point. Unfortunately, re, recycling here is non-existent. Repurposing. Repurposing is something everybody should do. I purposely repurpose everything or just throw it in a pile. Okay. Like, let's. I'll give you an example. And the, these people are such morons. I was the eldest in my family, right? And I had two two little sisters and a brother. 
Yes. You know who got my well, hand? Well, they weren't little when well, I met them. Well, they were younger. When, when I was They're young. They're younger than you. Yeah, when I was young, when I was growing up, even as a baby, all my clothes that well, didn't get ruined or got thrown out went to the kids. And now it turns out that you should have just given it the ruined ones to the kids to wear to school because Everyone, now it's all the rage. Yeah, all the ripped ones, right? Holy jeans. Yep, 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 yep. Uh. And actually, it actually happened throughout the neighborhood. You know where this comes from? Poor people having to wear wear out clothes to the point the knees and the thighs are all worn out, and and now they buy them that way. Heck, I'm considering investing in these pads. I, I, I'm going to sit there and I'm going to shoot it with a shotgun. I'm going to beat it with a a, a bat with barbed wire around the, around it. See how much I can make it look like absolute crap, and then sell it for three times what I paid for it. And that's a woman's mindset. I mean, we save baggies, for goodness sake. <laughs> okay? Now the, now, the millennial generation, they might be doing it because they're brainwashed, but mostly they're a disposable generation. They throw everything out. Oh, yeah. It, you know, there's, you got to understand, when I grew up, TV, you fixed your TV. Yep. You didn't buy a new one. Nope. You know, and you... It wasn't that hard because there's just so many vacuum tubes. Once you see the burnt-out vacuum tube, you just go buy a vacuum tube and put it in its place. There used to be repair shops. Then when it got more difficult, there used to be repair shops. And for people that are very mentally challenged back then, they used to come into your home and fix your television. I tried to open, oh man, decades ago, a shop in Long Island, New York, where I was going to fix you know everything. Toasters, all the way to computers, VCRs, TVs, everything. I got no one interested. Zero. Because by that time, they'd have all decided computers get thrown away. Uh, this gets thrown, Everything gets thrown away. There's no fixing it. And now, it's, and because of that, now it's got to the point where you really can't fix it. But again, there's, here's these stupid scientists doing a study to diminish men. And raise up women. Yeah, I guess that's what they're trying to do. No, that is not they're the They're always reason. what they're trying to do. It's not about raising up women. It's about bringing down men. Don't worry. Once we bring down men, they'll be coming for you. Any woman with brain in her head who's a conservative, they're going to come after. I don't know why it's so loud, low today. I'm going to have to look at that waveform after the show. So our researcher uh, suggests an additional possibility. Men may shun eco-friendly behavior because of what it conveys about their masculinity. Are you kidding me? I could give... It's nothing to do with masculinity. It's to do with <laughs> intellect. I know it. Again, Again, if you're men. not a liberal when you're young, you have no heart. And if you're not a conservative after 30, you have no brain. So there you have it. That's your problem, progressives. You need a new brain. You're the scarecrow. It's not that men don't care about the environment, but they also tend to want to feel macho. And they worry that eco-friendly behaviors might brand them as feminine. Are you kidding me? I was researching back in Long Island, New York. God, was it? 80s. 80s, I'll say. In the 80s, I was recycling. I always cared about the environment. Heck, somewhere I still own an acre of rainforest, so, so, so the deed says. Uh, I used to donate to all kinds of stupid charities because I didn't know better. I didn't know any better. But I learned. 
That's what you have to do. Don't just blindly give to charities. Learn what's going on. Where's the money going? If majority's going to activism that's trying to overthrow your government, you might not want to give them money. So, I, this is amazing. I I never felt I never felt less masculine throwing garbage in the garbage can, or picking up garbage off the sidewalk <laughs> and throwing it in a garbage can. How does that make me less masculine? That's nothing to do with masculinity. It's garbage. It's going to garbage can. And in this case, you just separate for recycling. But we don't have that here, so I don't have to do that. And I would not spend my time anyway. I'll just burn it. That'll recycle it to heat. You do know that they've, a lot of these recycling things turned out to be scams, and they're still investigating a lot well, of them. It's not about scams. It's that you look on the bottom. You see that triangle there? That's your recycling for that container. If it doesn't say, if it doesn't have a number one in it, don't bother trying to recycle it, because they have to throw it out when they're sorting, and now they have to sort through the stuff because you're not supposed to put it in there. Only number one. Now you can ask whoever you're bringing your recyclers to instead. Of, if it's just getting picked up at the curb, same thing. Call your county, ask them what's what's the deal, what's recyclable, what's not recyclable, so you know not all plastic goes in recyclables because the majority of it is not recyclable. It has to have a number one in most cases. Now, again, you check locality, different companies, different technologies, et cetera. Maybe things have changed. Maybe it grew to number two. I don't know. It sounds funny when you say that, number one or number two. When you talk about recycling, anyway, right? Anyway, back to the, the lunatics. But they also tend to want to feel macho, and they don't. And they worry that eco-friendly behaviors might brand them as feminine. Though you actually bending over and taking it up the backside would make me call you feminine. The research conducted with three other colleagues consisted of seven experiments among more than 2,000 American and Chinese participants. We showed that there is a psychological link between eco-friendliness and perceptions of femininity. Due to this green feminine stereotype... Both men and women judged eco-friendly products, behaviors, and consumers as more feminine than their non-green counterparts. Just because they they feel that way doesn't mean it's true. <laughs> and one experiment participants of both sexes describe an individual who brought a brought a reusable canvas bag to the grocery store as more feminine than the, someone who used a plastic bag regardless of whether the shopper was male or female. I like the canvas bag. They don't dig into my hands like the plastic ones. So don't knock the the canvas bag. When was the last time you went shopping? I have to pick up those bags all the time for you. I use the plastic bag because I reuse them. You do now. You used to have an assortment of canvas bags. I, I use them also. I use both. Well, there you have it. It has nothing to do with me, though. I was trying to point out me. Male. Males. Got it? The research conducted with three other colleagues consisted of seven experiments involving more than 2,000 American and Chinese participants. We showed that there is a psychological link between eco-friendliness and perceptions of femininity. Oh, my God. In the in one experiment, participants of both sexes described an individual who brought a reusable canvas bag to the grocery store was more feminine than someone who used a. Pla- isn't this this isn't this just 
what they've taught them in school to stereotype yep. and look at. And they constantly talk about male femininity, gender fluidity, transgender, homosexuality, blah, 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 blah. It's amazing what your kids learn in school. Debauchery is what they learn in school. Where were you? This isn't going to be my name. Regardless of whether the shopper was a male or female, in another experiment, participants perceived themselves to be more feminine after recalling a time when they did something good versus bad for the environment. Oh, my throat's clearing up. Men may eschew green products and behaviors to avoid feeling feminine. I asked Susan to buy eco-friendly products. What are you talking about? I, as long as it's not overtly expensive, I have no problems with which eco-friendly is an, Which products. is another scam. Right. So everything good for the environment is overly expensive. Men may eschew green products and behaviors to avoid feeling feminine. Oh my goodness. In one study, we threatened the masculinity of male participants by showing them a pink gift card with a floral design and asking them to imagine using the card to purchase three products, lamp, backpack, and batteries. Compared to men shown a standard gift card, threatened men were more likely to choose the non-green rather than the green version of each item. The idea that emasculated men try to reassert their masculinity through non-eco-friendly Choices suggest that in addition to littering, wasting water, or using too much electricity, one could harm the environment merely by making men feel feminine. This is so aren't all, beyond Aren't ridiculous. all these kids effeminate? Yeah. I mean, how did they get out of college these days without being effeminate? You millennials, you know the majority of you are feminine, right? There's nothing wrong with that. I'm just like, you know, I don't really care. But then again, I know all this. I have learned by being involved with this whole eco-Nazi movement since the 70s. They are full of political crap. They don't care about the environment. This is about pushing forth a communist, socialist, progressive agenda. That's the first place they were told to go after the hippie movement failed. Communist Party USA ran that. Communist Party USA after that said, okay, let's get into the environment. We'll use the environment as a tool. Let, let's get more involved in education. Use education as a tool. Pretty much they've infiltrated all our parts of society that, that they could actually manipulate and achieve their agenda. They were very close to achievement until Trump came along and screwed everything up. That Hence, Trump derangement. Now, so-called conservatives having jumped the agent, I have a problem with that. That man right there has a more conservative agenda than G.W. Bush had in two terms. So why don't you give the man some credit? Why don't you jump on board? You, you, you defended Bush. Bush didn't deserve it. He's a prog, just like his father. He's a globalist prog. This man who's trying to save our country and save you, You'll fight him tooth and nail like a dumbass, right? I suggest you seek help. Ironically, although men are often considered to be less sensitive than women, they seem to be particularly sensitive when it comes to perceptions of their gender identity. 
In fact, a previous study suggests that men find it more difficult to than women to choose between masculine and feminine versions of everyday food and household items and will usually change their preferences to be more manly when allowed time to think about their decisions. All right, let me explain how this works. These None of these people they're talking about that are males are manly. There's nothing manly about them, which is why they're concerned about how they're perceived. What kind of food? How can food be feminine? Are you kidding me? Well, how well, many, you know, how many chefs are there that are female? And then go back 20 years. How many chefs were female then? Well, 30 years. Well, look, I could, I, I could see that as far as food preferences are concerned. Because most men like mustard and most women like mayonnaise. You oh, don't like mayonnaise. That's not true. Not, not here where we live. Most people like ranch dressing. In, in Canada and Alaska, they like mayo. It just depends on where you... Brought up, When yeah. we were brought up, McDonald's had only ketchup on a burger. When I went to Pennsylvania, went to McDonald's, they had mustard on the burger. And I have to add ketchup. Uh, and nowadays, they have mustard and ketchup pretty much everywhere, I think. It, definitely here in Montana. But how is any of that effeminate? I, I don't understand how food could make you manly or feminine. It's just that makes no sense. I eat all kinds of food. I eat the food I like to eat. I cook. I know how to, I know how to put recipes together. I know how to make things that uh, people in town in restaurants don't even get much better. But I can't open a restaurant because it's too much. It'd be too much work, and I'd crash and burn in the second week if I got that far. I am permanently disabled for those that don't know through a disease. I don't like to talk about it. Anyway, where was I? In fact, a previous study suggests that men find it more difficult than women to choose between masculine and feminine versions of everyday food and household items. What is a female household item except for pets? And will usually change their preferences to be more manly when allowed time to think about their decisions. Something as simple as holding a purse ordering a colored drink or taking in a high voice or talking in a high voice can lead to social harm. So men tend to keep a sharp eye for, out for these potential snares. You mean talking like this? I don't want my men to wear pink. Hey, <clears throat> so what can pro-environmental marketeers do to buffer up against the threat posed to men by the green feminine stereotype? First, eco-friendly marketing messages and materials can be designed to affirm men's masculinity and give them confidence to overcome their fear of being judged as feminine when engaging in green behaviors. Again, okay, social a, engineering. Right. This is look. They've already been brainwashed from the from from the whole meat grinder you sent them through called public schools and the universities. That's how they got these feelings. These are not natural. These are stupid. <laughs> I have never looked at a product and went, oh, my God, if I buy this, women are going to think I'm too effeminate. I, even when I was single, I didn't give a crap what women thought about me. I was just myself. Uh, but I just don't understand. This new generation has been so brainwashed with all this femininity, Jewish fluidity, blah, 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 homosexuality nonsense. Uh, they, they, they actually have to worry about what they purchase that might seem to not manly. You know? You're not manly if you have to worry about that. I suggest you get manly. In other words, cowboy up. But I got to go to break. Show cooperative radio show. You stay tuned because we'll be right back. 
You live here? Yes. Well, maybe you know what a zombie is. When a person dies and is buried, it seems there's certain voodoo priests who, who have the power to bring him back to life. Oh, horrible. It's worse than horrible because a zombie has no will of his own. You see them sometimes walking around blindly with dead eyes, following orders, not knowing what they do, not caring. You mean like Democrats? And now, a message to freshman Tea Party back senators from Trent Lott and Lindsey Graham. Hello, this is Trent Lott. Uh, Lindsey and I just want you to know that we appreciate all that the Tea Party people did to bring you here to Washington. Yes, I love tea, and I dearly love parties. But now's the time we should all come together and sit down with the other side and listen to their ideas on how to move the country forward while we as Republicans take a step back and walk a mile in their shoes. Yeah, we love being Republicans, and we love conservative values, uh, probably as much as we'd love being liberal Democrats if the need ever arose. What Trent means is Republicans are always at our best when we ignore all the rhetoric and noise from back home and just do the right thing. The right thing? You know what I mean. Join Trent Lott and Lindsey Graham in bringing bipartisanship back to Washington. My name is Courtney Luster. I'm 21, well-educated, and unemployed American. I happen to be black, so I'm in the highest unemployment segment of the population, black youth unemployment. Notice I don't refer to myself as African-American because I'm an American first. I'm a proud American who happens to have black skin. So please explain to me where African-American fits into that equation. You're right, it doesn't. For over 60 years, the Democrat Party has used my fellow black Americans to maintain power in the federal and state governments. Why do I say that? Because I read history. While many of my friends are watching mindless videos, I choose to listen to Red State Talk Radio. Why? Because I want to educate myself, not entertain myself. Red State Talk Radio, America's premier conservative talk radio network. Hey, all you black American youth, be a Frederick Douglass Republican, not an Al Sharpton race pimp. Educate yourself. Listen to RedStateTalkRadio.com. Five different budget plans on both ends of the ideological spectrum failed. Five budget plans failed in the Senate. Among them, a 99-0 vote defeating President Obama's $3.8 trillion budget request. The Democrats are afraid of their own shadow in the Senate. They even vote down their own president's budget. Only takes... 51 votes to pass a budget. Democrats in the Senate refuse to be held accountable. Under the Democratic control of the Senate, for three straight years there hasn't been a budget. We haven't had one for three years. The result of no discipline for three years is you spend $10 trillion, $400 billion. Our national debt is more than $15.6 trillion. Approaching the $16 trillion mark. $16 trillion worth of debt. It's the number one threat to our national security. The longer we wait, the more difficult the solution is going to be. The federal government is now twice the size it was in 2001. National unemployment has registered 
above 8% for the last 38 months. There's no way Barack Obama, with a straight face, can come before the American people and argue that somehow he has made things better than they were when he got here. The Obama economy isn't working for a lot of Americans. People across the country know what they want. They want a healthy economy. And the Obama economy is not a healthy economy. Most Americans have soured on the economy. They've now soured on this president. 42% said he's made it worse. Independence by double digits think he made it worse. We're not where we should right. be. Obama made it worse. At a time when it's hard enough already to create jobs in America. Have policies that maximize economic growth. Supports our economy. Growing our economy. Build our economy. To help this economy grow. Create jobs. American jobs. Jumpstart the economy. Create jobs. We should be focusing on jobs and the economy. So if you're looking for a simple three-word description of the Democrat approach to the problems we face, it's this. Duck and cover. Operation Homefront operates programs with the goal of making a difference in military family quality of life. They serve younger families of deployed service members, typically in the ranks of E1 through E6 and all branches of the armed forces. Operation Homefront provides a wide range of programs and is dedicated to helping the families our troops leave behind. For more information, please visit their website at operationhomefront.net. Back to the Grubbin Radio Show, hour two. It's not Halloween. Oh, it's always time to play ghosts. It's the new year. <laughs> We're trying to watch some new shows. So I'm the ghost of Christmas future. future. <laughs> We're trying to watch some new shows, and a couple of them are just, ugh. one of them has to do with ghosts. Actually, two of them. That other comedy kind of comedy. You know, yeah. it's telling that all you hear, all anyone cares about is gulls, vampires, werewolves, etc. That can kind of tell you we're in the end times because those are the things we're not supposed to be focusing on. Bibles comes to mind. All right, back to the article. So what can pro-environmental marker, marketers <laughs> do to buffer against the threat posed to men by the green feminine stereotype? Oh, I'm just so terribly ill. I'm just so worried about that. Well, well, can I eat a well-done burger? That's all right. Real men have medium-rare burgers. We're not afraid of anything. I don't like my steak or my burgers cooked well-done, dear. Either. You're not a prog. First, eco-friendly... Marketing messages and materials can be designed to affirm men's masculinity and give them the confidence. Look, if you're not confident, there's already a problem with you. Grow up. What you play? My goodness. I remember an old friend of mine back back east. When I met him, he was a mess. Put all kinds of girl, clothes based on the girls in the clothing store. Told him look good on him. It was just disgusting. He was always in these weird pants with like pink shirts and. It's just a mess. He he didn't have any masculinity whatsoever. They have completely emasculated him. 
But after a while, he, he started masculine up. He started becoming more and more man. And uh, so he doesn't worry what he eats, I guess. Besides, you know, he, I, I don't think he could gain fat. I don't think it's possible for his body to put on fat. Anyway, what is it? I never thought of these questions. Food being masculine or feminine? It's food. You know, it's, you know what used to be sexy for women? Guys that cook. Now it's guys that don't do anything. It's a fret about every little thing. For example, in one experiment, men who received feedback affirming their masculinity were more interested in purchasing an eco-friendly version of a cleaning product. Men who feel secure in their manhood are more comfortable going green. Second, green products and organizations can be marketed as more men-friendly, environment-friendly, with more masculine fonts, colors, words, and images used in the branding. Really? What is a masculine font? I have been using fonts for decades, and I never ran across a masculine one. What the hell? This is how stu- crazy and ridiculous kids have become because of the because of the education system that all it does is screw up their brains and make them more government friendly. So, again, parents, if you got your kids in public school, shame, shame, get them out. Where was second green product organizations can be marketed as more men environmentally friendly with more masculine fonts, colors, words, and images used in the branding to illustrate men in one experiment were more likely to donate to a green nonprofit with a masculine logo, black and dark blue colors featuring a howling wolf with the name wilderness Rangers in bold font. Then one with traditional logo, green and light tan colors. I like green. Uh, featuring a tree with the name Friends of Nature in a frilly font. And in a field study conducted at a BMW dealership in China, male customers were more interested in a hybrid vehicle after viewing a print ad featuring a masculine term and the model's description than when viewing the traditional print ad. Together, these findings highlight how green feminine stereotype inhibits men from taking eco-friendly actions and suggest that masculine affirmation and masculine branding may be effective in narrowing the gender gap in environmentalism. Make the man feel manly, and he's more likely to go green. Take your green and pound sand. Uh, I, <laughs> this is t- colossal waste of everybody's time going <laughs> oh, green. Oh, no. And also, how much money did our taxpayer dollars pay for that stupid study? I don't know. how. It, none of this is constitutional. None of it has to do with anything, should have anything to do with the government. But this is the reality we live in, inside out, upside down world. There's the, there is the, there's the land of the United States of America that should exist. And then there's the land of America the way it does exist. The thing is to educate people to understand that what it should be is what it needs to be. So get out there, conservative warriors. I want to use masculine stuff so you don't get you know get, feel like if you do it you'll be emasculated or anything. 
God save my country from itself. Another one from World Net Daily. Global warming diehards who converted their cause to climate change when the warming ceased a few years back are being dealt with another blow as scientific forecasts of global cooling are about to take over. Now, I t- see, I said this years ago. We're going through a, through a cycle of global mm-hmm. cooling. Year, probably a decade ago. These people are just catching up now. Okay. This, this is, is the problem with the scientific community right here. I should not be leading the scientific community. They should be educating me. Yeah, but they get paid to give out results that people pay them for. That's all. They're not. There's no people more scientists don't pay them anything. Corporation or government. That's it. And there's no real scientists anymore. So, but anyway, let me. There never was what, a global climate. Now, now, what was the name of what they call the storm that just went through the northeast and the, the whole east coast? Oh, I forget. Uh, Something bomb. Oh uh, yeah, it was a uh, weather bomb or snow bomb or winter winter weather bomb. I think that was it. Whatever. Here's the word bomb. Aren't we not supposed to do that? When conservatives use these words like target, ammo, <laughs> etc., we're always told that's bad. How come they get to do it? Anyway, back to the stupidness. No, 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 because what happened over in the East Coast when we grew up was called a blizzard. Oh, no, they call it uh, local blizzards too, but it's hitting it. Arctic bomb, that's it. It, it was Octobomb. a blizzard. No, it's hitting the whole East Coast from Florida it to did. Maine. It did. Right, from Florida to Maine. That's a little more than a blizzard. Locally, you can call something a blizzard, but that's, a, that's an Arctic event. It's not a bomb. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. And well, because I mean, it's why? been politicized. I know. So-called, so-called climate giants, they don't know squat. That, that has been completely co-opted. So it's all about getting you to buy into it. That's, again, the branding. We're back to that. Left loves rebranding things with something that has nothing to do with what they're actually doing because no one would support them or give them money if they knew what they were actually doing. Okay, the thing that was I, – I was in town, ladies and gentlemen, so I got I put the weather channel on when I was packing. And when and she's they, in town, I have no internet, <laughs> so I just sat around playing video games on my computer. And they – like – all of these natural occurrences, they have the idiots that go out the, from the Weather Channel and go stand in it, right? And there's the one woman standing there, she's like, I don't know if you can see my breath, but my eyelids are starting to get frost on them. And my, 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 I don't know if you can see, the breath almost is freezing as it's coming out of my mouth. I'm going, then get the hell out of the weather, you idiot. <laughs> No, they they just hyped the weather. The, the I job. mean, it was unbelievable. It's all fake. They news. kept going back to all these different people that were in this, and this is happening, and this is. I'm, and say look, and I'm, I'm like, oh fake my news. god. Okay, stop but, screaming in my ear. And you know what? But reminded me of when that woman was in the rowboat. Remember, she was in the. <laughs> no, she was not. There was the one she was. No, there was the one where she was standing, talking, and she was talking about. How deep the water was. Well, then people just behind her, people were walking past her, <laughs> yeah. and she's like, "It hype it." It turns out they ca- the, someone had another camera and looked down, and she's standing in about eight, six to eight inches of water. That's it. Yep. Which I'm sorry, my truck has no problem going through, but it's certainly. Oh my God! It's such a flooding and my. No, it turns out not so much. 
Oh, and then there's the other idiots that actually do... go out and stand in the weather like in hurricanes. It's like, you know, it's good you're at the beach because the wind's blowing in towards you because otherwise you're an idiot. Everything flying around that hits you is going to kill you. It isn't the wind that's going to kill you. It's the stuff flying around in the wind that's going to kill you. Guy lashes himself to a post. And that's great until the first sign hits him. Again, notice they always go to the beach. It's smart. It's a trick. They're not going to get hit with anything on the beach. There's nothing to be hit with on the beach. If you were in town, however, everything's flying around. Just don't get me started. All the nonsense with the news. And Where was I? Global warming. I'll go right. I have to start over. Global warming diehards who converted their cause to global climate change when the warming ceased a few years back. As usual, proving very prescient. I already said that was going to happen. And are dealt, being dealt another blow as scientific forecasts of global cooling are about to take over. During 2017, 120 papers linking historical and modern climate change to variations in solar activity and its modulators, clouds, cosmic rays. Man, how long have I been talking about this? We have been talking about the sun for a very long time. I should have wrote a book. So, anyway, uh, the modulators have been published in scientific journals. Reported Kenneth Richard at No Tricks Zone. Richard compiled a list of multiple studies from the past few years drawing the same conclusion. It's the sun activities that have a huge influence on whether Earth's temperatures vary. 13 forecast global cooling. Now, this is this it's very common sense. What is the sun? It's a huge fusion reactor. There you have it. So, depending on its activity, we'll either have more warmth or less warmth, right? Because without the sun, we'd have no warmth. The global warming alarmists contend mankind's use of fossil fuels. It's not a fossil fuel. Oil is not a fossil fuel. There is no way to turn organic matter into oil. Dinosaurs, how deep do we have to dig to get to the north? There were no dinosaurs that deep. We're still finding dinosaur fossils here in Montana all the time. They're not thousands of feet deep. Oh, it doesn't seep down either. This thing never made sense to me. All right, so why don't all the human bodies turn into oil? Ah! Well, they're different because, nope. Both carbon-based life forms. Sorry. Thanks for playing. See how how easy that was? Bye-bye. The global warming alarmists contend man-made mankind's use of fossil fuels is irreparably... Heating up the Earth's average temperatures. Didn't we just discuss there has been no heating and we are now going into cooling? And yet they still keep repeating themselves. They're going to heat up the Earth's average... No, they're not going to. You're going to. Global warming has become an industry with the buying and selling of carbon credits that grant permission to use carbon fuel, massive tax plans to pay for alternative energy programs, and more. Richard explained, it has been increasingly established that low solar activity, few sunspots, and increased cloud cover, as modulated by cosmic rays, 
are highly associated with a cooling climate. In recent years, the Earth has unfortunately left a period of very high solar activity, the modern grand maximum. Periods of high solar activity corresponded to multi-decadal to centennial scale warming. He said solar scientists are now increasingly forecasting a period of very low activity that will commence in the next few years around 2020 to 2025. Ah, the next election. The result? Cooling! You know, I love it when I finally proved right about something that is so important. This will lead to climate cooling, even little ice age conditions. As U.S. Senator James Inhofe, an expert on the politicization of climate change, has pointed out for more than 100 years, scientists have quoted, uh, journalists have quoted scientists predicting the destruction of civilization by in alternation either runaway heat or new ice age. Yes, in the 70s, they had that thing on the front of the Times. We're going into an ice age. It was all black and white, New York City looking and scary. But it never happened. In fact, over the last century, America's major media have predicted an impending global climate crisis four different times. Each prediction warning that the entire countries would be wiped out or that lower crop yields would be billions will die. Now that comes from making corn into ethanol. In 1895, the panic was over an imminent ice age. Later in the late 1920s, when the Earth's surface warmed less than half a degree, the media jumped on a new threat, global warming, which continued into the late 1950s. Then in 1975, the New York Times headline blared, a major cooling widely considered to be inevitable. Then in 1981, it was back to global warming, with the Times quoting seven governmental atmospheric scientists who predicted global warming of an almost unprecedented magnitude. Unprecedented. You said unprecedented. I don't care. <laughs> you know, I'm going to say something that's really uh, po- unprecedented. seriously uncooperative and politically incorrect. More people have died by Muslims' hands in the modern age than anything that has to do with climate change. Because nothing has to do with it. Muslims have killed more people than the climate. Today, to cover all the bases, much of the press has changed its terminology from global warming to climate change or climate catastrophe. (laughs) That way they're covered either way. (laughs) That's true. Richard compiled excerpts from 13 recent papers on the topic that discuss global cooling to come, seven from 2017, and a few from 2016 and 2015. For example, the Sun et al. report revealed a certain relationship exists between the government of the planetary system, solar activity, and global climate change that appears to run in cycles of about every two centuries. Oh my God, say it isn't so. Say it isn't, you finally found out what I've been saying for years. It's a natural climate cycle.
There have been six such reversals since 81,000, described as protracted solar minimums, and another is looming, the report said. The Nertave and Nertave, the Nertave and Nertave study concluded that very soon ocean levels will be lower due to more snow and glacier accumulation on continents and temperatures will be up to 0.7 degrees centigrade lower. The Enstad and Solheim studies notes that forecasts for fewer sunspots. Periods with few sunspots are associated with low solar activity and cold climate periods. Periods with many sunspots are associated with high solar activity and warm climate periods. We are currently leaving a grand activity maximum, which began in approximately 1940 and is now declining. The Dulek and Weiss study found that it called proof of an approximate 190-year cycle attributable to a sun-solar origin. At Mark Morano's Climate Depot, Rob Bushway commented commented on the finding. The truth is that everything appears far less than what many would have us believe, he said. On October 4th, 2017, a study by Yoshida et al. was published. It it presented the results produced by simultaneous simulations of tropical storms and their future development. So, simulations. Oh, yay. According to the models, the number of tropical storms on a global scale will drop by 33%. And we have had a slow hurricane season. Actually, they're still talking about what you brought up a long time ago, weather manipulation, that it's absolutely possible. Well, we know it's possible. The HARP program. And I know there's a HARP program for debt. It's not the same, for mortgages. It's not the same thing. H-A-A-R-P. And uh, look it up. They can manipulate and have manipulated. In fact, I think they did it over Texas. Okay, where was I? It presents the results produced by simulations of tropical storms and their future development. According to the models, again, crap in, crap out. It's just a computer program. That's it. Whatever math they put in to calculate whatever they put in to come out with whatever they're supposed to come out with, that's pre-done in the programming. You can program a computer to do anything. Computer models can say anything. It just depends on how you manipulate the data, which they've done. Um, anyway, where was I? According to the models, the number of tropical storms dropped by 33. Moreover, there will be a significant reduction in storms of the especially harsh categories 4 and 5. The number, the number of intensity of stormy weather events have been blamed on global warming. Well, that daily reported only weeks ago, a former United Nations climate czar was laughing at the suggestion of a globally centralized planning structure to address climate change. Which is a little strange since Christiana Fugues, Fugues was the one who made that proposal just a few years ago. Her latest reaction to the idea is being reported at Climate Depot. Moreno said, 
He approached her with a question on the sidewalk as she was getting into a taxi during the UN Climate Summit at Bonn, Germany. Which we did not go to. Goody. He got us out of all of that stuff. He got himself out of it. He didn't have to go. He's the one who had to sit through all that. Well, no, but he got us out of this whole... We're not doing anything to help anybody with this stupid government engineering, because that's what this is. They're they're engineering whole governments under the guise of climate change. It's time for a soft break. No, it's not. It is. Not yet. Stop looking at the stop looking at that clock. It's, it's twenty three after. I thought I'd get out of the way before I started with a whole new segment. Okay, if you want to, you never do. That's why it's a soft break. <laughs> it can be done anytime. All righty. With that, we're gonna go to a break. Check Club Radio Show. You stay tuned, cause we'll be right back. Did you know that with a bachelor's degree, on average, you could make almost twice as much over a lifetime than a person with just a high school diploma? It's true. According to the 2012 U.S. Census Bureau, college grads with a bachelor's degree make almost twice as much as high school grads. Now, going back to school is easier than ever at Independence University. Log on and complete coursework from the park or the beach or even your couch watching the kids. And Independence University gives you the tools, a free tablet and laptop for undergrads students to use and keep when they graduate. That's right. Get a laptop so you can go to college from anywhere. Take the first step to a new career in business, information technology, healthcare, or graphic arts. Call to find the online degree program that's right for you, and you could be on your way to increasing your earning potential. 800-797-1256. 800-797-1256. That's 800-797-1256. What is term life insurance? It's basically a financial protection plan for your family if you pass away. It can be a hard purchase. Think about it. It's one of the few major purchases you can make that you will personally never use. But you've got to have it to protect your family. And you owe it to yourself to shop and compare to get the best possible rates. For term life insurance policies of $500,000 or more, call the Term Lifeline today at 800-430-1891. 800-430-1891. See if you qualify for up to $1 million in coverage for as little as $3 a day. We'll gladly compare multiple carriers to get you the best possible rates. So call now. 800-430-1891. 800-430-1891. Sample rate cited requires qualifying medically in the preferred non-tobacco rate class. Nobody wants to get ripped off, broken into, or robbed, but nobody wants to pay a lot of money to have their home protected either. I've got an offer to tell you about to provide home security for your home. 
for a simple rate as low as $19.99 a month. For real, with no installation or equipment charges. And this is from a company rated number one by a leading consumer research company. According to the facts, most of you won't even call unless there's a burglary in your neighborhood or something bad happens. So let's give you a reason. Save money. For as low as $19.99 a month with no other costs, you can get your home secured. Plus, get a lifetime equipment replacement warranty. You need protection for your home. Call the Home Security Hotline right now. 800-218-9520. Call now. That's 800-218-9520. If you're struggling to pay or haven't been making your student loan payments, listen carefully to this urgent alert. Have you been out of school for 10 or more years and you're still making your student loan payments? Are your student loans past due or even in default? Can't go back to school because of an old student loan problem? We can help you if you qualify. Your student loans can be taken out of default. We can stop the wage garnishments, stop the collection calls, and stop the seizure of your tax refund. Give yourself a break. Stop the stress and see if we can help you reduce your student loan payments. One quick 10-minute call could solve them right now. So call the Student Loan Helpline now. 800-215-6813 800-215-6813 This is a fee-based document preparation service to help you access free government programs. Call for complete details not available in all states. If you're struggling to pay or haven't been making your student loan payments, listen carefully to this urgent alert. Have you been out of school for 10 or more years and you're still making your student loan payments? Are your student loans past due or even in default? Can't go back to school because of an old student loan problem? We can help you if you qualify. Your student loans can be taken out of default. We can stop the wage garnishments, stop the collection calls, and stop the seizure of your tax refund. Give yourself a break. Stop the stress and see if we can help you reduce your student loan payments. One quick 10-minute call could solve them right now. So call the Student Loan Helpline now. 800-215-6813. 800-215-6813. 800-215-6813. This is a fee-based document preparation service to help you access free government programs. Call for complete details not available in all states. You have no idea. I've got an idea. I got an idea. I got an idea. What's the big idea? Do you have an idea for a new product or a phone app? Well, now is the time to make your idea a priority. Get it off the ground fast and call Davison. We have over 25 years experience helping big idea thinkers like you turn your ideas into products and apps that are found in retail stores and online. It's simple to get started. Call now and ask for our free big idea starter guide. We'll show you how to get started and protect your idea and show you the steps to get your killer idea in front of a corporation that can help you grow your dream. Dream big and be big. Call Davidson now for your free big idea starter guide. Davidson charges fees for services. 
Welcome back to the Uncooperative Radio Show, hour half of two. Moving right along, dude, what is Planned Parenthood up to now? From Life News. The Planned Parenthood abortion business has been on a mission to defend and promote abortion. In the latest effort to brag about abortions, Planned Parenthood is now unveiling a new pro-abortion license plate. Yes, you too can have a very personalized license plate saying, I'm a murderer of innocence. Wear it proudly on your license plate. I don't think that's wise. The new Nebraska license plate would have the silly and unscientific slogan, My body, my choice. Never mind that an abortion involves the body of an unborn child who scientifically could never be the woman's body or part of it. The new abortion-supporting license plates will cost an additional $70 for drivers. It appears Planned Parenthood has enough applications to support the plate, and it told state officials that 263 Nebraska drivers went to promote abortion on their vehicles. It's supposed to say want to, not went to. This is so sick because we've gone from a society that shunned abortion. You were embarrassed if you were getting an abortion. You tried to hide it if you were getting an abortion to something that's being advertised now. Oh, yeah. It's all accepted as normal. Uh-huh. Why the nation's biggest abortion business thinks that Nebraskans want to have a pro-abortion license plate on their vehicles, is a good question. It appears that the abortion company falsely thinks most Nebraskans support abortion, even though it's one of the most pro-life states in the country. Well, they live in their own world. Meg Mikolochesnik, Associate General Counsel and Senior Public Affairs Manager for Planned Parenthood of the Heartland, said in a press release that the plates are an opportunity for people to voice their own opinion on women's health issues. Again, this is not reproductive health. Reproductive health is designed to make you reproduce. This is anti-reproductive health, therefore anti-health, therefore no good. It's not that hard. After all, the majority of Nebraskans and Americans overall believe that a woman should maintain her right to reproductive choice as established under Roe v. Wade. She said, actually, Roe v. Wade is not law. It's, a, it's an opinion by the Supreme Court. That's not law. Sorry. It was not established under Roe v. Wade. Roe v. Wade, the way it's established, is unconstitutional. And that's, the, that's a fact, Jack. The new pro-abortion license plates from Planned Parenthood were made in response to a choice life license plates that Nebraska's governor recently signed into law. Those license plates will be available starting in January. Let me let me make a, a guess here. The ones that are pro-life are going uh got to go off the chart. The overall majority of people are going to spend money for it, and not so much for the I want. I'm an abortion lover. Just saying. Polling data makes it clear that a majority of Americans are pro-life on abortion. The new pro-abortion license plates from Planned Parenthood 
were made in response to the choice of license plate. Oh, I did read that. I read that, didn't I? Oh, yeah. Yes, that's right. Uh, anyway, those license plates will be available starting in January. Governor Pete Ricketts unveiled the new Choose Life license plate design, which features the silhouette of a mother and young child holding hands by a sunset. The design of this plate is meant to inspire hope, Ricketts said. Ricketts revealed the design during a news conference Monday with Lieutenant Governor Mike Foley, Senator Dan Watermeyer, Paige Edwards of the University of Nebraska, Lincoln Students for Life, and Holly Sack of Bethlehem House, according to the report. The plates will cost $5 more than a standard Nebraska license plate, and the proceeds will be given to help families through a temporary assistance for needy families program. More information about ordering a Choose Life license plate is available online. The state legislator approved the license plates in April. The plates have been contentious in Nebraska for years. Opponents argued that the plates are state-sanctioned speech and would face legal challenges. Then everything on the license plate is state speech. Enough. Opponents argue that the plates are state-sanctioned speech, which would face legal challenges. But a challenge seems highly unlikely after North Carolina won a long court battle involving its Choose Life license plates in 2016. In the case, the Fourth Circuit Court of Appeals ruled that the pro-life license plates are unconstitutional. But the abortion ones are? I think you got it backwards there, Bubba. The North Carolina case went all the way to U.S. Supreme Court in 2015, Life News reported. The high court ordered the Fourth Circuit Court, which previously struck down the law, to reconsider the case in light of the Supreme Court's decision in another license plate case, Walker v. Texas Division, Sons of Confederate Veterans. Nebraska will be the 30th state to offer the Choose Life license plates. According to the Choose Life America, an organization that encourages states to approve plates, proceeds from the sales have raised about $24 million to help pregnant and parenting families and adoptions. In the Midwest, Indiana raised $650,000, and Ohio raised more than $500,000. Both states have more than 25,000 vehicles with Choose Life plates, according to the organization. You know, it's kind of a no-brainer. Choose life or choose murder. Uh, I, I... I caution you about what it says in the Ten Commandments. And no, it doesn't say thou shalt not kill. That would be stupid. God commanded them to kill all the time. Thou shalt not murder. There's a difference between murder and killing. All right, for the Washington Times, as dozens of clinics closed amid a dwindling U.S. abortion rate, Planned Parenthood has moved to diversify its business model by getting into transgender hormone therapy. Oh my gosh. The 2016-17 Planned Parenthood annual report showed the nation's largest abortion provider struggling to keep its doors open. 
as fewer women undergo abortions and patients seek health care services elsewhere. In response, we're expanding access to care. You're expanding access to being involved in yet another disgusting, nonsensical segment of our society. People that are mentally, mentally completely screwed up and don't understand what their own gender is, and they need some way to work through this. But since unscientifically it would take it out of the treatment manual for psychobabble, psychobabble doesn't teach that. There are those that still do, that are psychiatrists and, and also reverends, uh, dual education, that have turned homosexuals into heterosexuals. Yeah, I know. Everybody has an excuse, and you're going to spout one in your head right now. Too bad. It's a shame, because this is important. This is progress. This is moving in the correct direction, not the wrong direction. Secularism is wrong. Secular country we never were and never should be. Man. Planned Parenthood has focused on expanding services to people who are too often overlooked by the larger medical community. But do you understand their whole object is to destroy society? That's that's why Margaret Sanger created this. Margaret Sanger was a eugenicist, thought all black and brown people should be cleansed from the earth, and that mental pe- mental people with disabilities should also be cleansed. Basically, everybody who isn't ha- happy and healthy should be cleansed. Okay, so they're now doing transy, trannies. 17 states now have Planned Parenthood health centers that provide hormone therapy. Yes, without re- requiring them to go to psychiatric care, you want to bet? Providing sex change therapy may not be enough to reverse Planned Parenthood's ongoing skid. A 2016 UCLA study found that 0.6% of the U.S. adult population identify as transgender. But it offers an opportunity to develop a new client base as women continue to stay away in droves. Thank God. The 101-year-old organization declined, continued, declined, continued last year. Planned Parenthood recorded 2.4 million patients, down slightly from more than 2.4 million in 2016. How is that down slight? How is 2.4 million down from 2.4 million? I, I I think something's wrong in this article. Especially, and they put it in quotes too. Okay. In 2016, and a 20% decrease from 2010 when Planned Parenthood boasted 3 million patients. Planned Parenthood is just an arm of evil. Progressivism is evil. It's just an arm of progressive. Mary, Mar, uh, Sanger was a progressive. There you have it. She's interested in social engineering by killing off brown people and poor people. And, well, you, you should go look her up and read her own words so you know I'm not putting any... In fact, I'm not doing her justice, the stuff that came out of her mouth. All right, moving along from CNS News. More Planned Parenthood? 
Blade Bird says its affiliates did 321,384 murders in the fiscal... Oh, I'm sorry. They said abortions. Murders. That's a lot, Brian. That's, watch. It's going to be down, though. And if it, that ended in September 13, 2016, according to its newly released 2016-17 annual report. In the same report, Planned Parenthood says its affiliates received 543.7 million in payments from the government. Government health services, reimbursements, and grants. The report calls them in the year that ended on June the 30th, 2017. See, and this is what's wrong with this train. We can't stop it from rolling. There's no train. Because all of these are already appropriated for years. Nope. Not true. We're cutting their funding, and they're backing. They're moving to other. Now they're using trannies, hormone therapy for trannies to make up the difference in their losses in abortion. Anything to keep insane people insane. From CNS News, here we go. Ooh, you did I did it. Mm-hmm. Uh, in the same report, yeah, there you go. Uh, three five hundred and forty-three point seven million in payments from government. Government health services reimbursement and grants, the report calls them, in the year that ended on that. June the 20th, 2017. But it was good to repeat. That's a lot of freaking money. Yeah. According to a report by the government, that doesn't, that doesn't account for the money they get for selling the body parts. I thought they stopped that. They were going to go to federal prison for that. Yeah, they did. It's ongoing. According to a report by the Government Accounting Accountability Office, Medicaid and the Fed, that's an oxymoron, isn't it? Government accountability? Really? That's, an, that's the definition of an oxymoron. Uh, <clears throat> Medicaid and the Federal ta- Title X Family Planning Program both provide tax dollars to Planned Parenthood. As summarized in a Congressional Research Service report published in May 2017, Planned Parenthood Federation of America Affiliates received $400.56 million in Medicaid funding in 2012 and $64.35 million in Title X funding. Title X is unconstitutional. Title IX is unconstitutional. Don't get me started. Because 2016 was a leap year that included 366 days, 321,384 abortions Planned Parenthood did during the fiscal year 2016 equaled approximately... 878 for every day of the year. If Planned Parenthood had done its abortions nonstop 24 hours a day for the full year, they would have needed to abort approximately 37 babies every hour or one every 98 seconds to reach 321, 384 abortions for that year, which is what they did. So 37 babies every hour were murdered. Wonder why no God has a problem with America? Sorry, Westboro Baptist Church, crazy witches. As it is not about homosexuality; it's about murder of innocence. Murder. There's nothing worse than the murder of innocence. There is nothing worse. Not in God's eyes, and not in my eyes. And you don't have to worry about my eyes, but you better worry about his. I don't know. She's 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 cringing her hands. It's, they're cold. She's ringing. They're them. cold. 
I'm cold. My hands are cold. I'm liquid this. All right, moving along. Segment two. More marijuana news and states' rights meets regularly. I don't like states' rights. It's state sovereignty. We don't do states' rights because then they go, eh, he's already done in the convent, you know, Civil War. No, it wasn't. No, it wasn't. That, that did nothing to change the Constitution. The Constitution still says the power resides in the states and the people, not in the national government. Nice try, though. Read more. From Business Insider. Dude. (laughs) Recreational cannabis sales are set to begin in California on January the 1st. And the market is expected to haul in billions of dollars in revenue next year as dispensaries roll out across the state. A report from the cannabis industry research firm BDS Analytics estimates sales of cannabis to hit $3.7 billion in 2018 alone and predict that the number will increase to $5.1 billion in 2019 as more dispensaries come online. I ask you this. Do you want to pay? Do you want our citizens and our governments to benefit from the sale of in taxation of marijuana, or do you want the cartels to make money off the sales of marijuana? All the drugs that are illegal are causing the cartels to be rich. Uh, so we should legalize everything, and then de- it would be decriminalized, and that would be the end of their business. But too many people are afraid. What would they do to fabric is exciting? Nothing, they're doing it already. Gosh dang it. For comparison, beer sales in California hit $5 billion in 2017, according to industry research group IBIS World. IBIS. California, the world's sixth largest economy with a population of close to $40 million. Who gives a crap of what the economy is? You're so far in debt, your economy means nothing. 40, uh, <clears throat> close to $40 million will be a huge chunk of the total market for cannabis in North America. Legal marijuana sales are predicted to hit $9.7 billion across the seven states where recreational marijuana is legal, excluding California and Canada in 2017 alone. According to BDS, that number is expected to hit $24.5 billion in sales by 2021, despite continued federal prohibition. Again, prohibition, there's the word. Uh, What did they have to do to prohibit alcohol? 18th Amendment, amend the Constitution. That's right. They had to for alcohol. They have to for drugs then too, right? Common sense. This isn't hard to understand. (laughs) It's not. It's easy. Anyway, I just don't don't understand how people don't get this. It's like there there cannot be federal prohibition on any drugs, and the FDA is obviously unconstitutional, Right? Because the government doesn't have the power over this. Because they didn't amend the Constitution. If they needed to do it for alcohol, they need to do it for everything. That's that simple. You don't have to go any further. Any other any other opinion is just plain stupid and wrong. Uh, and again, when they needed to make alcohol legal again, do you all know what the government had to do? Pass the 21st Amendment to the Constitution, making alcohol legal again. Where are all these amendments for drugs? 
Think, people. Think. But many Californians in some of the state's largest cities will have to wait to buy legal pot. Many cities, including Los Angeles and San Francisco, went yet haven't yet passed regulations in time for the January 1st date, reports Green State, a cannabis-focused digital outlet. That means that a number of medical dispensaries who are trying to transition to the adult use or recreational market will not have their licenses in place to open on New Year's Day. How inconvenient. On top of that, the price of pot is expected to increase up to 15% as California applies a new excess tax on recreational sales. According to Green State, the price of an eighth of an ounce of marijuana, now around 54 including tax, will increasingly will increase to approximately $65. An eighth of an ounce costs $54? Really? An eighth. Not a quarter. An eighth. Two of that is a hundred. That's $108 a quarter. And they want to make it more expensive. Understand, these? it's not just recreational use. There's medical use involved. And when you raise the price... There are people that can't afford to pay it. Yeah, well, most of the people that use the medical marijuana, especially here in Montana, they're on a fixed income. They're disabled. That's why they're using it. No, they're using it because it works. Well, they're using it for their disability, but they're they're usually disabled. They're not working. They're on a fixed income. But they're using it because it works. You made no sense. Oh, wait, anyway. About paying for it if they raise the price, Brian. Yeah, I covered that. All right, well, it's hard to say how this will affect the market. There's concern here among in- some industry analysts that high prices may divert some customers to the black market where they, where they, where they can avoid the extra fees. Sorry, it didn't, it, they forgot to keep the C on the can. If there are only 10 regulated dispensable dispensaries in the East Bay and I live 45 minutes from one of them. I'm going to call my dealer or my unregulated delivery service like I've done for the last five years. Ezekiel Allen, the executive director of the California Growers Association told Bloomberg. What we need to do in California right now is ensure that every Californian that wants to consume cannabis can buy it at an affordable price. Conveniently, from a licensed dealer, Alan Edit. All that extra tax, however, will likely be a windfall for California. By 2021, BDS Analytics predicts California will rake in up to $1.4 billion from taxes on recreational marijuana purchases. And again, how do you differentiate between recreational and medical? They don't. That's a very important point. See, here in Montana, ladies and gentlemen, and I know the the Christian conservatives can't stand when I do medical marijuana news, but again, God gave us free will. Who is man to tell us what we can and cannot do? Well, no, who is man to violate that? Well, you really want to go face God and say, God, you were okay with it, but I, I decided you were wrong. 
liberty again, liberty versus tyranny, liberty versus government. This is all about liberty, and now it's all mixed in. It's amazing how government takes over everything. This needs to end. Who are they to tell me what I cannot grow on my property, what I cannot turn into clothes on my property, what I cannot turn into medical treatment on my property? Who is the government to tell me what I can and cannot consume? Enough. Status out there. You're wrong. Dystopia. Gotta go. It's a cooperative radio show. You stay tuned, because we will be right back. To the Red State Cafe. My name's Darla. You ready to order, sweetie? Your omelets are made with organic eggs, right? They come from a chicken's ass. That organic enough for you, sugar? Uh, what's your pork? Is it steroid-free? It is by the time Chef Earl is done with it, honey. Well, how about your chicken fried steak? That's made with free-range chicken, right? Free-range? We can't afford to give it away, darling. Look, I don't see it on the menu, but can you just make me a progressive omelet? <laughs> Sugar, you're in the wrong restaurant. For the last time, I'm pretty sure what's killing the crops is this Brondo stuff. The Brondo's got what plants crave. It's got electrolytes. So wait a minute. What you're saying is that you want us to put water on the crops? Yes. Water. Like out the toilet? Well, I mean, it doesn't have to be out of the toilet, but, but yeah, that's the idea. But Brondo's got what plants crave. It's got electrolytes. Okay, look, the plants aren't growing, so I'm pretty sure that the Brando's not working. Now, I'm no botanist, but I do know that if you put water on plants, they grow. Oh, well, I've never seen no plants grow out of no toilet. Yeah, that's good. You sure you ain't the smartest guy in the world? Yeah. <laughs> okay, look, you want to solve this problem? I want to get my pardon, so why don't we just try it, okay? And not worry about what plants crave. Brando's got what plants crave. Yeah, it's got electrolytes. What are electrolytes? Do you even know? It's what they use to make Brondo. Yeah, but why do they use them to make Brondo? Because Brondo's got electrolytes. President Trump called me and informed me he was firing Director Comey. I told the president, Mr. President, with all due respect, you are making a big mistake. Senator Harry from Nevada says Comey broke the law. One Democratic lawmaker is calling on Comey to resign. The FBI director, okay, you violated these two protocols. That kind of an ambiguity bomb this close to election was a terrible lapse in judgment. I agree with Eric Holder. I think here, um, Director Comey made a great mistake. I call it an October betrayal of long-standing FBI protocol. Sitting FBI director has abused his power. He's acting in concert and coordination with the House Republicans. End of story. I think that uh, Comey acted in an outrageous way. Should he step down? I think he should take a hard look at uh, what he has done, uh, and I think it would not be a bad thing for the American people. Do you believe that uh, Jim Comey should resign, Senator Reid? Of course. The answer is that he resigns by midnight tonight. All I can tell you is the FBI director has no credibility. I am officially running for president of the United States. Could he actually win? No freaking way! Which Republican candidate has the best chance of winning the general election? Donald Trump. (laughs) 
There's not going to be a President Donald Trump. Trump will not be president. Trump will never be elected president of the United States. You're not going to be president. A man who will never be president of the United States. Donald Trump is not going to be president of the United States. Take it to the bank. He will never be president. Donald Trump is not going to become president of the United States. She's at plus 19. Do you think the tapes made a difference? Of course! They made all the difference! This race is over. Hillary Clinton has raised more than double Donald Trump, vastly outspending him. The presidency at about 89% for Hillary Clinton. Uh, your analytical model has uh, never been wrong. Now projects Hillary Clinton to win presidential election. 100% chance. You still think she has a 100% chance of winning the election? Mm. I do. And what would Donald Trump have to do to turn things around? Prayer and hope for a festivist miracle. <laughs> this is CNN's coverage of election night in America. The fight for the presidency. Because we don't care. Oh, okay, have Kentucky. Who cares? Kentucky, don't no, care about in Indiana. Don't care. Indiana with it's West Virginia, Oklahoma, Tennessee, Mississippi, South Carolina, Alabama, Kansas, Nebraska, and Wyoming with its vote North Dakota and South Dakota, Texas. Uh, up and down the middle of the country, all red. Arkansas, Louisiana, the state of Montana, Missouri. Yes, it was at 80% an hour ago for Clinton. What is it now? 68%. Okay, uh, God damn it, I'm nervous. Ohio. Radio show hour two three three three. I really already three. This is three three. Wow, three. Okay, it's three. I'm gonna have to start holding up my fingers again. You, you who told you to stop? Because <laughs> the last time I did it wrong. <laughs> no, I that I didn't say to stop doing it because of that. Anyway, I'm going to love to hear the take your take on this next article from CNS News. House Minority Leader Nancy Wicked Witch of the West Pelosi, Democrat California, specifically San Francisco, issued a statement today attacking that she characterized as an overreach by the federal government and defending what she described as, quote-unquote, states' rights when it comes to the legalization of marijuana. Wow. Again, it's not states' rights, it's state sovereignty. Pelosi was reacting to a memorandum by Attorney General Jeff Sessions sent to all U.S. attorneys today, reminding them that they they have the authority under existing federal law to prosecute people for the cultivation, distribution, and possession of marijuana. Actually, it says marijuana. N. Are you far in quotes? To, are you farther away from the microphone? No, why? Okay, just making sure. No, you I, seem like you're farther to me. <laughs> okay, now Brian, we talk about state sovereignty. When the wicked witch jumps, I on just board, told you. I, we, I just pointed out before this last segment, ran you through the whole thing. The federal law in this matter is unconstitutional. Therefore, it doesn't exist. It's void and shall not be enforced. Case closed. Okay, but when... Marijuana and man. When Pelosi says so, you know something's wrong. No. 
Again, even a analog clock is right twice a day. That's broken. <laughs> She's definitely not an analog clock. She's not that smart. Well, the digital only once. And actually, the voters who keep voting voting her in are even more moronic. Okay. <clears throat> Attorney General Jeff Sessions' decision bulldozes over the will of the American people and insults the Democrat process under which majorities of voters in California and in other states across the nation supported the decriminalization of the ballot box. Pelosi said in her statement, Yet again, Republicans expose their utter hypocrisy and paying lip service to states' rights, sovereignty, while trampling over laws they personally dislike. Okay, so I can agree with that. So you're saying that they're picking and choosing what fights they're going to do because where was she when California was against? Uh, uh, they're one not picking ma- and choosing anything, Susan. Not a thing. Well, they're where not was picking she- at all? They're, they're attacking in every direction. So what? Well, where is she? What, what, what do you mean? Where was she? She's there. She's no, right now. where was she when Californians decided to vote against man and one man vote, voted for one man one woman? Vote, you know, a man and a woman marriage. I don't know. Why don't you ask Pelosi? Since I'm not her talking t- doofus. I'll tell you where she was. She was saying it no, was you unconstitutional. No, nah, you won't. You'll just let her people and her kill themselves. I, we're not. We're not getting involved. Sorry, we're not. So stop. She called for Congress to enact legislation. To protect people who legally use marijuana from federal prosecution. In his memo to U.S. Attorney's Session said, In the Controlled Substances Act, which was unconstitutional, Congress has generally prohibited... Why? Because it didn't amend the Constitution. Congress has generally prohibited the cultivation, distribution, processing of marijuana, which is all legal right now because they have not amended the Constitution. It has established significant penalties for those crimes. These activities also may serve as the basis for the prosecution of other crimes, such as those prohibited by the money laundering statutes, the unlicensed money transmitter statute, and the Bank Secrecy Act. These statutes reflect the decriminalization that marijuana is a dangerous drug and that marijuana is a serious crime. First of all, it is not dangerous at all. You cannot possibly OD on it. I've tried. When I was a kid, I tried. Couldn't do it. These activities also may serve as the basis for the prosecution of other crimes, such as those prohibited by the money laundering statutes, the unlicensed money transmitter statute, and the Bank Security Act. These statutes reflect the determination that marijuana is a dangerous drug and that marijuana is a serious crime, none of which is true. Let's, instead of, actually, instead of marijuana, how about you let do crystal meth? We have a real problem here in Montana with crystal meth because it's cheap and disgusting. It destroys people's lives in ways you can't possibly imagine, physically and mentally. It, it's the most horrific thing on the planet. If they were smoking pot, I mean, every day, all day, for the, they never suffer the consequences of just a few months of crystal meth. In his memo, U.S. Attorney's session said, uh, who cares? <laughs> Don't you have more things? Drain the swamp. Leave everybody else out. Just drain the swamp. Stay out of our business. 
All right. Uh, the Department of Justice issued a memo on federal marijuana enforcement policy announcing a return to the rule of law. And no, that is the Constitution is the rule of law. And that got, and those are not compliant. Those statutes are not compliant with the Constitution. There's no power over this in the Constitution. Therefore, it is not the rule of law. It is no law whatsoever, which means they are being fascist. Yes? Since the passage of the Controlled Substance Act in 1970, Congress has generally prohibited the cultivation, distribution, possession of marijuana. Again, where do you find the power in the Constitution over marijuana or any other drugs? Where in the Constitution you find this power? It does not exist. Here's the full text of Pelosi's statement. Attorney General Jeff Sessions' decision bulldozes over the will of the American people and insults the democrat process under which, I know it's supposed to be democratic, I just can't say it, uh, under which majorities of voters in California and in states across the nation supported decriminalization at the ballot box. Yet again, Republicans expose their utter hypocrisy in paying lip service to states' rights, sovereignty, while trampling over laws they personally dislike. Congressmen now take action to ensure that state law is respected and that Americans who legally use marijuana are not subject to federal prosecution. Democrats will continue to insist that on bipartisan provisions and appropriations bills that protect Americans lawfully using medical marijuana. Congress should now consider expanding the provisions to cover those states that have decriminalized marijuana generally. Democrats urge Attorney General Sessions to begin the new year with a commitment to prosecute the real crimes devastating our nation, not to waste precious time and resources waging pointless, unjust war against innocent Americans. Wow, when the Wicked Witch of the West starts making sense, we have a problem, Houston. States' rights meets, meets regulations suck. Yeah, pretty much the same thing. From CNSnews.com. Senate Majority Leader Mitch McConnell put out a press release on the Friday before Christmas touting his efforts to secure a $4.99 million budget grant from the Natural Resources Conservation Service to the Nature Conservancy to support the conservative the conservative of private lands, I think it's supposed to be conservation of private lands, in Kentucky. Senator O. McConnell had a Senate. E-I-E-I-O. Uh-huh. Anyway, I contacted the NRCS to support TNC's application, said the release. <coughs> I applied the Nature Conservancy of Kentucky for being awarded this funding to conserve 25,000 acres <coughs> excuse me of of highly priority forests in Kentucky and other states old McConnell said according to the release Kentucky is home to an abundance of natural beauty with a thriving community of hunters sportsmen and outdoorsmen who can benefit from this project, I am proud TNC will use these resources to continue its important work for our land 
and wildlife. O. McDonald's, uh, o. McConnell's press release also quoted Will Bowling, who is director of the Nature Conservancy's Central Appalachian Project. Bowling expressed his gratitude to Old McConnell for securing his group this multi-million dollar grant of taxpayer money. The Nature Conservancy of Kentucky is excited to expand our conservation efforts and bring new investments in sustainable forestry to eastern Kentucky and neighboring states, said Bowling. We are grateful to the NRCS for funding and now to Senator Old McConnell for supporting this project. Boo-hoo. Anytime lefties are happy, I'm left wondering how horrible it's going to be. From the Washington Times. The Obaminous Administration's 2015 fracking rule was never actually implemented thanks to an ongoing court battle, and it apparently never will. The Interior Department published a final rule Friday in the Federal Register repealing immediately the hydraulic fracturing regulation on federal lands, saying that we believe it imposes administrative burdens and compliance costs that are not justified. In previous, fracking rule has already moribund after a federal judge in Wyoming struck down in June 2016 in response to a four-state lawsuit holding that the Bureau of Land Management had overstepped its authority by acting without congressional approval. The U.S. Court of Appeals for the Tenth Circuit circuit, sorry, had given the BLM until January 12 to move ahead with its appeal, but the repeal renders the case moot. The decision met with cheers from the Western lawmakers and oil and gas advocates who had argued that the federal rule duplicated existing state regulations on hydraulic fracking and energy production. Again, show me the Constitution where the government has the right over energy. I applaud the Trump administration for reversing this duplicative and overreaching rule, said House Natural Resources Committee Chairman Rob Bishop. Robust tailoring regulation at the state level is a better approach. I look forward to working with the administration to realize this approach, same approach. Gosh dang it. I look forward to working with the administration to realize this same approach in other areas of resource management. I don't know. I, 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 I am skeptically happy. From Fox News. Overturning 33 years of energy policy, the Trump administration Thursday proposed opening as much as 90% of the U.S. coast to oil and gas development. Well, it's about time. This is a dramatic departure from a previous policy, said Karen Harbert, of the Global Energy Institute. Currently, 94% of our offshore resources are off-limits. This is an opportunity to open up more of those areas to supply growing demand. In unveiling the administration's five-year blueprint, Interior Secretary Ryan Zinke said the U.S. can be a reliable, clean, and safe supplier for growing worldwide oil demand. Under President Trump, we're going to have the strongest energy policy and become the strongest energy superpower, Zinke said in a conference call. And you know what? That's the superpower to be in the world. Energy. Ener- everybody needs energy. Do you know who I was listening to last night? 
briefly? Why would you ask that question if if I didn't already know the answer? Michael Savage is completely railing against this. Against what? Against opening up all these waters for drilling. It's going to harm all the marine life. We're going to get all kinds of spills. He's wrong. He went crazy on this. I know, and he's completely wrong. That's why he lives in San Francisco. No, what it will do is actually increase uh, the abundance of wildlife in the ocean. Well, I, I am, I was a diver, I am a diver, whatever. I used to dive on wrecks and rescue dive and all kinds of stuff. But when you go, one thing you know, if you want to get and see wildlife, you get a structure like you dive on a wreck. Well, I also found out in Florida, if you go out and dive where the oil platforms are, there is an abundance of sea life to enjoy spearfish, whatever the case may be. Uh, they hang out around that. They use it for cover. It it increases wildlife habitat. It doesn't decrease at all. So uh, I don't understand why Michael Savage is this much of a doofus on such an easy subject. Mr. I-know-everything. This is a no-brainer. Oh, the only thing you care about is... Your wondrous view of the water will change. Let's be honest, Savage. It ain't about the fact that it's constitutional, because it is. It ain't about the fact that we should do it, because why are we buying oil from other countries when we have plenty here? Why should we not access our own resources? I'm Sometimes sometimes I want to call it Savage and smack him in the face sometimes. But it's rarely. So, uh, But, you know, he does choose to live in San Francisco, and I wanted to write, conservatives that choose to broadcast from San Francisco... Uh, well, I couldn't even stand living in New York in 1995. I can't imagine San Francisco. Are you kidding me? I would not live there for for anything. Why does he? Just an easy question. Why does he stay there? All right. I'm done with this. I don't give a crap what any of the host says, by the way. And uh, I'll gladly, I gladly debate Savage on this. Gladly. So if you want to set it up, if you think you're out there, you want to set it, go ahead. Call Savage. I've set it up. I'll do an interview with him on it. And he can explain why he thinks that oil platforms will destroy the ocean and is bad for sea life when the opposite is true. So, yeah, tell him I, I said he's a dumbass. And I bet he'll want to talk to me. <laughs> Savage is a dumbass. Oh, I got to do this thing. All right. You're sitting around drinking beer, whatever your favorite beverage is, going, where the heck can I listen to these people live? Okay. You're a glutton for punishment. I get it. No problem. Just go to uncooperativeradio.com. You can listen to all our shows, download all our shows, and also listen live. All in the same spot, uncooperativeradio.com. If you want to hear me live, the shows are Friday and Saturday night at 9 p.m. Eastern Time. Again, if they want to hear us live, that's what it is. And for some reason it changed on here. Anyway, we can also be heard on iHeartRadio, iTunes, TalkShoe, I, just everywhere. Do a search. If you're on a social media site, do a search. If you're on a, you know, where, where, if we're not where you want to listen to your podcast, you can certainly get our podcast there. I don't call it, I, I should call it podcast because it's done live. I don't do this. I do this live. I don't do a podcast, fix it up, and then upload it. 
Okay, so we have a Facebook page, which is a complete joke. Uh, they won't let me do anything with it. I can't see the news feed. I think it's even not even—it's not even in my sidebar on my regular page as existing. Just my affordable computer repair site, which I need to take down because my hands are too shaky to do these things anymore, especially the laptops. Uh, but anyway, go join, bother them, you know, just to stick it to Facebook. Go, go, go over there and do stuff. Anyway, you can go to my private Facebook page at, at, where, at, work at, okay, it's Brian, B-R-I-A-N, Bonner, B-O-N-N-E-R, nine zero. We have a Twitter account for the show, it's being suppressed, I'm sure, but it, it, it works, everybody's interacting, I can interact with you, you can interact with me, so... If you're a Twitter person, please go join that page, like that page, comment, involve, all that nonsense. Let's let's build our let's build our power over there on Twitter despite their desire to get rid of us. If you would like to join my personal Twitter account, it's Brian Bonner. We are also rebroadcast on redstatetalkradio.com on Saturday, Sunday nights, 10 p.m. Eastern Time on the Encore channel. And a bonus on the regular channel at 12 p.m. Wednesday, Eastern Time. And through RedStateTalkRadio.com, that's two stations, 24-7, Conservative Talk Radio, two stations, two, count them, two. Why do you need to go anywhere else? And through them, you can hear us on uh, TuneIn, TalkStream Live, the Roku, and Alexa comes pre-programmed for RedStateTalkRadio.com. How does that sound? Out of the box, say, Alexa, play RedStateTalkRadio.com, and it'll happen. Also, when you're over there, check out the Red State Talk Radio newsletter. It's absolutely free. It's it's done by different people than hosts. I think you're going to like it. Give it a shot. If you don't like it, just unsubscribe. We don't pay attention. Uh, there's also very important things you should go over there for right now. If you're ever worried about not having the internet, as long as you have a phone, each channel has a listener line. Go over there on the sidebar. There's two players. It used to be called Prime. I figure what it's called now. And then Encore. Each one has a listener line. That means you can listen for free to the 24/7 streaming. Two channels. Blah blah blah. blah Depend on which phone number you choose whether Encore or Prime. Now, it's important you go do this now, because when you don't have the internet, you're not going to be able to go there and look it up. So go over there and write down the numbers. Write down the number for the listener line. Write down the numbers for the caller lines. They have caller lines over there as well. And this way, even if you're in Hurricane Sandy, if you can keep your phone charged, you can listen. You can even call into the show. So write down the numbers. Keep them, this, keep them with you in case something happens. You might you might be in a bad situation one time where you have zip, nothing to read, nothing to look at, nothing to do. Oh, my God. And uh, you can at least get on the phone and listen to talk radio. We did our commercials. If you hear our paid commercials, you're at all interested, please call the number in the commercial. If you don't, we will not get paid. If you get there on your own, we don't get paid. The ad company don't get paid. Not good. Okay? So please always write down the numbers in the commercials. Because uh, after all, we're capitalists and we need money. 
Oh, free marketeers, and we need money. I hate the 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 that acronym with that that label is placed on us by Karl Marx. Where was I with this thing now? Under President Trump, we're going to have the strongest energy poly and become the strongest energy superpower, Zink said in a conference call. Zinky. Zinky. What did I say? Zink? Yeah. Yeah, well. Yeah, he used to be our elected cockroach. Still is. Well, he's appointed now, but. Trump plan, Trump's plan takes a wrecking ball to President Caesar, Barack Obama's environmental legacy. Woo! <laughs> baby. Uh, everything that tears apart, everything Obama's did makes me so ever happy. Yeah, and all the progs just keep saying that he's insane. In June, you, they could say that as long as they want. In June 2010, after the Deepwater Horizon spill off Louisiana... Obamanus rescinded his own plan to open the eastern Gulf of Mexico to parts of the Atlantic Ocean to drill. I have issued a six-month moratorium on deep water drilling, Obamanus told the nation from the Oval Office. We need to know the, the facts before we allow deep water drilling to continue. You don't interested in facts, Obamanus. Nothing about you has to do with facts. Currently, the U.S. produces about 15% of its oil offshore mostly from the Gulf of Mexico. The Trump plan opens up 47 new areas for leasing, 19 off Alaska, 12 off the Gulf of Mexico, 7 in California, and 9 in the Atlantic. Each leasing block represents thousands of acres where, if approved, companies can explore and potentially drill for oil and natural gas. However, overcoming opposition in both coasts will be difficult. Almost any new drilling proposal faces political and legal hurdles. Offshore exploration is especially risky and expensive because of the threat to tourism and wildlife. Those issues may force some companies to go overseas or drill on land. Offshore drilling is inherently dirty, says John Fleming. No, it isn't. Uh, lack of drilling is dirty. Do you know, they were saying in Florida, all these oil things that came washed up on the beach was being washed up from the spill. Turned out it was a... a Dumbass environmental lie. No, this happens all the time in Florida because the planet is constantly producing oil, so it bubbles up through the crest into underneath at the bottom. It bubbles up through an opening, a vent, if you will, in, in the crust, and the oil comes up into the ocean and washes ashore. This is what happens when there's too much oil pressure. By drilling, you would relieve the oil pressure and lower the amount of oil that's actually released into the water. Isn't that wonderful? Everybody lies. <laughs> they just, everybody lies. No kidding. And it, it's not dirty. It's, so it's inevitably clean because it inevitably stops the, the planet from venting oil into the ocean because it's builds up pressure and has to go someplace because it's constantly making oil therefore it's constantly pushing it up through the surface at the bottom of the ocean hence the problem now if you were drilling jb drilling and drilling all that oil out that wouldn't be an increase in pressure and it wouldn't have to be released into the water and the little tar balls wouldn't wash up on your precious beach <laughs> with that we're going to go break it's young quad radio show you stay tuned because We'll be right back. 
Obamacare. Good for you. Good for America. A while back, Martha was always complaining about all her aches and pains. But when we got Obamacare, all that changed. As soon as the government rationed her care, she went pretty quick. And now I don't have to listen to What is term life insurance? It's basically a financial protection plan for your family if you pass away. It can be a hard purchase. Think about it. It's one of the few major purchases you can make that you will personally never use. But you've got to have it to protect your family. And you owe it to yourself to shop and compare to get the best possible rates. For term life insurance policies of $500,000 or more, call the term lifeline today at 800-430-1891. 800-430-1891. See if you qualify for up to $1 million in coverage for as little as $3 a day. We'll gladly compare multiple carriers to get you the best possible rates. So call now. 800-430-1891. Sample rates cited requires qualifying medically in the preferred non-tobacco rate class. If you are struggling to pay or haven't been making your student loan payments, listen carefully to this urgent alert. Have you been out of school for 10 or more years and you're still making your student loan payments? Are your student loans past due or even in default? Can't go back to school because of an old student loan problem? We can help you if you qualify. Your student loans can be taken out of default. We can stop the wage garnishments, stop the collection calls, and stop the seizure of your tax refund. Give yourself a break. Stop the stress and see if we can help you reduce your student loan payments. One quick 10-minute call could solve them right now. So call the Student Loan Helpline now. 800-215-6813. 800-215-6813. 800-215-6813. This is a fee-based document preparation service to help you access free government programs. Call for complete details not available in all states. Hey there. Did you know that with a bachelor's degree, on average, you could make almost twice as much over a lifetime than a person with just a high school diploma? It's true. According to the 2012 U.S. Census Bureau, college grads with a bachelor's degree make almost twice as much as high school grads. Now, going back to school is easier than ever at Independence University. Log on and complete coursework from the park or the beach or even your couch watching the kids. And Independence University gives you the tools, a free tablet and laptop for undergrad students to use and keep when they graduate. That's right. Get a laptop so you can go to college from anywhere. Take the first step to a new career in business, information technology, healthcare, or graphic arts. Call to find the online degree program that's right for you. And you could be on your way to increasing your earning potential. 800-797-1256. 800-797-1256. That's 800-797-1256. You have no idea. I've got an idea. I got an idea. I got an idea. What's the big idea? Do you have an idea for a new product or a phone app? Well, now is the time to make your idea a priority. Get it off the ground fast and call Davison. We have over 25 years experience helping big idea thinkers like you turn your ideas into products and apps that are found in retail stores and online. It's simple to get started. Call now and ask for our free big idea starter guide. We'll show you how to get started and protect
protect your idea and show you the steps to get your killer idea in front of a corporation that can help you grow your dream. Dream big and be big. Call Davidson now for your free big idea starter guide. Davidson charges fees for services. 800-213-9257. Nobody wants to get ripped off, broken into, or robbed, but nobody wants to pay a lot of money to have their home protected either. I've got an offer to tell you about to provide home security for your home. For a simple rate as low as $19.99 a month. For real, with no installation or equipment charges. And this is from a company rated number one by a leading consumer research company. According to the facts, most of you won't even call unless there's a burglary in your neighborhood or something bad happens. So let's give you a reason. Save money. For as low as $19.99 a month with no other costs, you can get your home secured. Plus, get a lifetime equipment replacement warranty. You need protection for your home. Call the Home Security Hotline right now. 800-218-9520. Call now. That's 800-218-9520. Okay, and welcome back to the Cooperative Radio Show. Hour half of three. Wow, I suddenly lost all energy. Ugh. Okay, moving along with the offshore drilling. The lease block, most observers believe, could be easily pried loose for development, is in the eastern Gulf of Mexico, West Florida, and the south of Louisiana. Florida Governor Rick Scott has apparently called President Trump to discuss his concerns. Meanwhile, the governors of three western states, all Democrats, voiced their opposition to the plan on Thursday. We are united in our opposition to move by the president, said Oregon Governor Kate Brown. I'm appalled that our president would move contrary to Oregon values. Uh, you, you don't have values. You have accepting of dysfunctional people and amoral people and disgusting people. That's not a value. We are united in our opposition to this move by the president, said Oregon Kevin Cape Brown. I'm appalled that our president moved contrary to Oregon values, frankly, contrary to the West Coast values, and frankly, these moves would be damaging to our coastal economies. First of all, your values suck. <laughs> I don't give a crap about of ending your values. In fact, if it goes against your values, it must be a good thing. You could take your left-wing lunatic communist crap and bat, just paddle your backside over to over to Russia or China. Pick one. Get out of here. You don't belong in the United States of America. You're too stupid to be in the United States of America. Not everyone sees it that way. Oil and gas production in 16 states produced roughly $270 billion in 2013 of which state governments took some home some $30 billion in taxes, or roughly 10% of the production value. Experts say that due to the long moratorium on outer continental shelf drilling, no one really knows how much oil there is 
and how expensive it is to produce. Generally, the driller's axiom is the shallower the rig, the cheaper the oil. That's especially true in the Gulf of Mexico, where existing infrastructure makes transportation relatively cheap. While the U.S. is not considered a low-cost producer like Saudi Arabia or Iran, competition from American shale drillers have kept world, world oil prices relatively low. Many say the U.S., with the most advanced seismic mapping available, could discover large new offshore oil deposits if given a chance. There's got to be a process, said Zinke. We're working together with the states. We're working together with the stakeholders. The Interior Department should not be in the role of being an adversary. We should be a partner. Wow, who's been giving you uh, statesman uh, lessons, Zinke? Well, that's one of the things that Michael Savage was saying. We don't need to offshore drilling because yeah, we, we have the, the shale oil deposits. We need all the oil. Drill, baby, drill. Why is his place so special compared to everybody else's? It's okay in landlocked places that deal with drilling on private property and such. and, and do, But it's not okay for you to have a, well, you know, a thing off the shore there, a platform that you have to look at. Ruins everything for you, doesn't it, Savage? Well, that's what they did out in what Massachusetts. What kind of capitalist is he exactly? Why would that upset you? I would make me feel good. Look, my we're, we're getting oil from there. That's what I'd say when I looked at it. I don't give a crap if it's on this horizon. And it, again, it attracts wildlife. It doesn't destroy it. Well, we want one of those drilling things I wish we could have here on this property. So, so what you always constantly refer to is called a pump. <laughs> you can't have a pump until you have an established well. I know, but no, I, you don't. I want one. No, you really don't. <laughs> All right. Moving right along to George Washington Copper. For World Net Daily, George Washington Copper was born a slave during the Civil War, possibly in 1865, but there are no records. Within a few weeks, his father, who belonged to the next farmer over, was killed in a log-hauling accident. Shortly after the Civil War, bushwhackers from Demongrat South kidnapped infant George with his mother and sister. Moses Carver sent friends to track down the thieves and trade his best horse to retrieve them. Thieves only left baby George lying on the ground, sick with the whooping cough, an illness which permanently affected his physical condition. George never saw his mother and sister again. Illness claimed the lives of his two other sisters, and they were buried on the Carver farm. George and his elder brother, Jim, were raised in Diamond Grove, Missouri, by Uncle Moses and Aunt Sue Carver. A childless German immigrant couple in poor health as a child, George stayed near the house helping with chores, learning to cook, clean, sew, mend, and wash laundry, skills he would later use to support himself. His recreation was to spend time in the woods. Okay, you glossed over two things. I didn't gloss over anything. Number one, he was kidnapped by what? Excuse me? He was kidnapped by what? I have to back up, Susan. It's just, I've read it a long time ago. I'm not going to reread the whole dang thing for you. He was kidnapped by Democrats. Um, Democrat South kidnapped infant George with his mother and sister. Already covered. Right. It oh, no. Wrong. Already it, covered, It Susan. wasn't Republicans. Susan. Already covered, Susan. Susan. <laughs> 
<clears throat> George and his older brother Jim were raised in Diamond Grove, Missouri by Uncle Moses and Aunt Sue Carver. Now you make me reread things. Just stay out of it. Will you please either be here when I'm talking about it or leave it alone. The Carvers supported George's decision to leave home to attend school in Nashua, Missouri. He paid his own tuition by doing odd jobs. In the intervening years, George Carver drifted from Missouri to Kansas to Iowa, working as a cook and doing laundry. He studied at Simpson College, then received a bachelor's and master's degree from Iowa State Agricultural Institute, where he was hired as a teacher. In the spring of 1896, Booker T. Washington invited George Washington Carver to teach in Alabama. Tuskegee Institute seeks to provide education, a means for survival to those who attend. Our students are poor, often starving. They've traveled miles of torn roads across years of poverty. We teach them to read and write, but words cannot fill stomachs. They need to learn how to plant and harvest crops. I cannot offer you money, position, or fame. The first two you have. The last from the place you now occupy, you will no doubt achieve. These things I now ask you to give up. I offer you in their place work, hard work, the challenge of bringing people from degradation, poverty, and waste to full manhood. So these are black people. They were allowed to go to school. A German couple, which were white. 1896. After Civil War. There you go. You've got to put things in context. This is after the Civil War, not before the Civil War. I understand that, but... No, you that... don't. That's a completely different world that separates the two. Before, pre-Civil War, and post-Civil War. Completely different world. Well, weren't, aren't we told that we were always racist, even after the war? I'm sure there were racists back then, even though they had this school where they could come and learn whatever. It doesn't matter. There were still racists back then. There's racists still today. Most of them black and brown, but still, lots of racism in this country. Not by white people. Most white people don't even think about black people. Or brown unless you're in their face, pointing a gun at them, stealing their money, on the news killing people, stuff like that catches our attention. But otherwise, we just want you to shut up, get an education, go to work like the rest of us. Which is what they were trying to do for them. That was then, this is now. On May 16, 1896, George W. Carver responded to Booker T. Washington, My dear sir, I am just in receipt of yours of the 13th inst... I don't know what inst means. And hasten to reply, I am looking forward to a very busy, pleasant, and profitable time at your college, and shall be glad to cooperate with you in doing all I can through Christ, who strengthened me to better the conditions of our people. Some months ago, I read your stirring address delivering, delivered at Chicago, and I said amen to all you said. Furthermore, you have the correct solution to the race problem. Providence permitting, I will be there in November. God bless you and your work, George Washington Carver. Now, you know there's a whole war against Booker T. Washington going on right now. They want to get rid of everything that he has any had anything to do with, any statue, any painting, Why? anything. Why? 
The black people want him gone. Why? Because they said he sold the, he sold the black race out. No, he didn't. He, no, the, no, the government through welfare sold the black black people out. Booker T was trying to teach you how to be self reliant. Not his fault. Booker T. Washington's solution of the race problem was to gain respect through economic independence. The path taken by every wave of immigrants, i.e. German, Irish, Jewish, Polish, Italian, Asian, etc. Immigrants arrived at the bottom of the social ladder, as should be, often met with racial discrimination. They would work hard, get educated, start businesses, and pool their resources. As they accumulated wealth and made positive contributions to society, they rose in public respect. That's right. That's how it's done in America. Well, that's how it was done. Was. Now now immigrants come over here to collect welfare. And we have to bow to everything that they want, including not speaking English. Booker T. Washington, black people don't care anything about this English thing you're talking about. Now you're talking about brown people. We're not talking about brown people at this point. Black people. Booker T. Washington stated, at the bottom, there must be, for our race, as for all races, economic prosperity, economic independence, political independence, disappears without economic independence. He recommended they concentrate all their energies on industrial education and accumulation of wealth, and the conciliation of the South, then blacks, would eventually gain full participation in society by showing themselves to be responsible, reliable American citizens. And again, how does that work out for for everybody? Uh, there's millions and millions of blacks in inner city ghettos living like horrid cretins over from Yemen. <coughs> Sorry, Booker T, your plan didn't work because they didn't listen. As you said, they're trying to get rid of them. Yeah, the only positive, besides my, besides my, uh, you know, uh, not Malcolm X, he was horrible. Uh, Martin Luther King Jr. They they ended up going the way of the terrorist and not the way of the peace peaceable revolution. Notably, African American. There, there's no such thing. There's no African country called Africa. Enough with this. They're black people. They're Americans. That's it. Again, Africa is a continent, not a country. Uh, the, the notable business leaders include Paul Kufé. Oh, says a Kufé. Kufé. 1759 to 1817. A devout Christian and successful sea captain of an all-black crew who built a shipping empire across the Atlantic how many of these Black Lives Matters know their own history? They don't care. History is controlled by white people. James 14, 1766 to 1842, who made a fortune as a sailmaker in Philadelphia. Samuel to Wilcox, circa 1850, built a high-quality wholesale and retail grocery in Cincinnati, and pickling and preserving business. I love pickles. And they did this without the government's help. Stephen Smith, 1795 to 1873, was a black minister who became wealthy building an extensive lumber business in Pennsylvania. 
William Alexander Leidsoff, Jr., 1810 to 1848, established a shipyard, lumberyard, ship chandlery shop, and built San Francisco's first hotel. Robert Gordon, circa 1846, became a wealthy coal dealer in Cincinnati. Free Frank McWhorter, 1777-1854, started a saltpeter production operation necessary for gunpowder, which helped during the War of 1812. He was the first black American to found a town, New Philadelphia, Illinois. Sarah Breedlove, 1867-1990, known as Madam C.J. Walker, Develop a line of beauty and hair products and became the first female self-made millionaire in America. So she hit the glass ceiling before anybody else did. The glass ceiling is already blown up. It's done. <laughs> Enough talking about it. <laughs> a lot of people don't know that was a woman back in the day. There were a lot of women minorities in government before there wasn't. And there wasn't because, I don't know. I really don't know what happened. She wasn't in government. She did beauty and hair products. She was a millionaire. Susan, I don't give a crap. You don't listen to every word I say, obviously. In 1896, George Washington Carver surprised the staff of Iowa State College by announcing his plans to give up his promising future there and accept Booker T. Washington's offer to teach at Tuskegee Institute. Staff showed their appreciation by purchasing Carver a going-away present a microscope which he used extensively throughout his career. What are you doing? No writing during the show. George assembled an agricultural department at Tuskegee. He visited nearby farmers and would teach them farming techniques such as crop rotation, fertilization, and erosion prevention. Carver noticed that the soil was depleted due to years of repeated cotton growth and produced very poorly. She grows some marijuana on that land. It replenishes the oil, the uh, earth. During the time, an insect called the boll weevil swept through the south, destroying cotton crops and leaving farmers devastated. George showed the farmers the benefits of crop rotation and planting legumes, such as peanuts, which replenished the soil with nitrogen. Farmers heeded Carver's advice, but soon had more peanuts than the market wanted, as peanuts were pri- primarily used as animal feed. Isn't that really? amazing? We pay good money for peanuts now. If they're hard to get. George determined to find more uses for the peanut to increase the market for them. Carver is credited with discovering and or popularizing hundreds of uses for the peanut, soybean, back then soybean, sweet potato, pecan, cowpea, wild plum, and okra which helped to revolutionize the South's economy. A partial list of items derived from peanuts was compiled by the Carver Museum at Tuskegee. Beverages, blackberry punch, cherry punch, lemon punch, orange punch, peanut punch, beverage for ice cream, evaporated peanut beverage, dry coffee, instant coffee, 32 different kinds of milk, dehydrated milk flakes, buttermilk. Foods, peanut butter, salted peanuts, peanut flour, peanut flakes, peanut meal, cream from peanut milk, butter from peanut milk, egg yolk, breakfast food, bisque powder, cheese, cream cheese, cheese pimento, cheese sandwich, cheese tutti frutti cocoa, (laughs) fruity fruity, cocoa, crystallized peanuts, curds, 
granulated potatoes, potato nibs, potato nuts, mock coconut, pancake flour, peanuts, peanut hearts, peanut surprise, peanut wafers, pickle, sweet pickle, shredded peanuts, substitute asparagus. By the way, they also like green peanuts down south. I actually abhor them. Boiled green, boiled green peanuts. Dry roast. It's the only way I like peanuts. I tried it. So did you see? How, but look at all the ingenuity, right? That's what our country was based on. It's just a way of using food. Everyone think we didn't mass produce food. I guess you're wrong. George Washington Carver addressed Congress and met with Presidents Teddy Roosevelt, commie, Calvin Coolidge, greatest president ever. ever. Franklin Delano Roosevelt, a piece of crack prog. He offered jobs by Henry Ford and Thomas Edison and received correspondence from world leaders, including Gandhi and Stalin. George Washington Carver died January the 5th, 1943. In 1928, Dr. Carver stated, Human need is really a great spiritual vacuum which God seeks to fill. With one, with one hand... In the hand of a fellow man in need, and the other hand of Christ, he could get across the vacuum. Then the passage. I could do all things through Christ, which strengthens me, came to have a real meaning. In the summer of 1920, the Young Men's Christian Association of Blue Ridge, North Carolina, invited Professor Carver to speak at their summer school for the southern states Dr. Willis D. Weatherford, president of Blue Ridge, introduced him as the speaker. Now, before you go on, look at the difference between all of these outstanding black Americans and the pieces of crap that are out there right now. We are totally de-evolving. I mean, look at Sharpton, right, that you always tout. Look at Jesse Jackson. These are their leaders. No, they used to be like this. Black leaders used to be like them. What the hell happened? Some some few so-called reverends found that they could make a name for themselves and power and money by standing on the backs of their own people. That's what happened. So-called reverends that don't that aren't Christian in any way, shape, or form and have never behaved in a Christian manner call themselves reverends. I'm sorry. You're a piece of crap. You're not a reverend. You're destroying your people. You're keeping them in poverty. You are the problem, not the solution. Where was I? In this, with his high voice surprising the audience, Dr. Carver exclaimed humorously, I always look forward to introductions as opportunities to learn something about myself. He continued, years ago I went into the laboratory and laboratory, sorry, and said, Dear Mr. Creator, please tell me what the universe was made for. The great creator answered, You want to know too much for that little mind of yours. Ask for something more your size, little man. Then I asked, please, Mr. Creator, tell me what man has made, what man was made for. Again, the great creator replied, you are still asking too much. Cut down on the extent and improve the intent. So then I asked, please, Mr. Creator, will you tell me why the peanut was made? 
that's better. But even then, it's infinite. And we have to go. I'm sorry. It's the Uncooperative Radio Show. I'm your host, Brian Bonner from uncooperativeblogger.com. You're listening on uncooperativeradio.com. And say goodnight, Susan. Good night, Susan. And we're out here. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.